0: Slip the jab.
1: This is not a therapy session.
2: And now, this is the moment fans have been waiting for. From
3: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania,
0: it's time! Big, big drama show, let's go, let's do it. It was only a matter of time.
2: It's always just a matter imagine if you bought a ticket stop it train you can stop it anytime my
1: goodness
2: now he's got, he's got the, the back now that's it it he's done he's all over this is number one bullshit Hey,
4: i'm not surprised motherfuckers hello everyone and welcome to the hashtag eric challenge sweet tea party whoo I am your host, Lino P. With me as always, my friend and co-host, Ian Ebbitt. And today I decided to go big, real big, and defend my hashtag Eric Challenge title. You <laughs> like studio? My friend?
3: The studio looks set up.
4: Tell people this is the type of competition that they're up against. You know what I'm saying? Who got their submissions in, huh? Who's no longer a friend of the show? <laughs> although we take late submissions we do but we'll
3: we'll, we'll, we'll still share the love
4: we'll and you want results love. you got to apply pressure baby oh you know the mafia good. if they taught us anything a little bit of pressure never hurt nobody <laughs> <laughs> you, <know?
3: laughs> you got to post this picture of uh the slip the jab uh logo with holding, <laughs> holding the sweet tea bottle that's i will sweet.
4: my plan was to have you come in see it be surprised and then afterwards when we're done we're going to take a picture together okay Because I was thinking to myself, do you actually have a picture of you with somebody else doing the challenge? Wait, run that by me again? Do I have? Yeah. Do you. Has anybody ever submitted a challenge, an Eric challenge photo with you in it as well? I don't.
3: Not to my knowledge, I don't think.
4: Hey, you know, I like to I like to be first. Okay, mm. <laughs> you're not first, that's you're last. Can... <laughs> hey, that's that's so
3: true. Yeah, so we're going that's to a uh, point.
4: We're gonna take a, a picture near the uh, the sip the jab. Even though it's not sip the jab, it's sip the tea. Okay, sip the pure leaf tea. I like it. So afterwards, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there. Okay, like my that. friend. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to the main topic overview. Let's let everybody know what we're gonna be talking about today, shall we? We got time. On this episode of Slip the Jab, Tommy Fury might have just put an end to the YouTube boxing experience by <laughs> defeating the Disney Circus Combat King, but now professional boxer Jake Paul. Ooh. We'll recap the fight and discuss how much this actually hurt Paul Stark, what kind of Cush Judge Mike Ross was smoking on when he gave Jake Paul the nod, <laughs> and what the hell the WBC was thinking when they decided to make a fake diarrhea championship belt. Mm. We'll also recap Brendan Allen defeating Andre Muniz, debate whether or not a pullout after a weigh-in constitutes an automatic DQ, and give our E-analysis and slip picks for UFC 285, Johnny Bones Jones versus Cyril All-Gone. Well, welcome back, John Jones, by playing the newly released body cam footage where he beat up his wife and called the popo nerds. <gasps> oh, Play one of the listeners' favorite games called Translate Nate, and end with the newest addition to the yearly post-fight song of the week tradition. Hmm. As always, we have too much to talk about, so why waste time? Let's get right to it. <sighs> there you go, baby. We haven't heard that one in a while. Okay, all right. First up, we got the UFC Vegas 70 recap. As everybody knows, in the main event, it was supposed to be Nikita Krylov versus Ryan Spann. That was canceled during the card. Yeah, it was was crazy. Yeah, it was during the card, and it was due to an illness with Krylov. So we don't have that fight to recap, but even better, we had a fan question come in that has to do with that. Okay. It comes from our good friend Greg Hoyle, and he said, Hey, fellas. Got a topic for you guys this week. After a last-second pullout in the main event, I'm of the opinion that any pullout after a weigh-in should be a forfeit. Your thoughts?
3: Hmm. That's an interesting question. And before we answer this, I have a question for you, my friend. I don't know if you know the answer. <clears throat> what Did they give any more specifics as to why the janitor got pulled out? And... Was it specifically the doctors that yanked him? I, they did say that, right? The doctors. That's the
4: exact same thing I was about to ask you, yeah. if there were more details, because all I, I know I is they said that it was due to an illness, and that's the type of shit I hate, because when you do things like this, I need all the details. It's like what happened with uh, the Black Beast that time, mm. whenever you know it was just really sudden, and he pulled out, and they just say illness. I need to know exactly what are we talking about here. You got the sniffles, is something really bad? What's going on? Because that makes a difference. It, it does, especially
3: to answer this question. Like when Cowboy Cerrone got food poisoning from the
4: tacos <laughs> or something he had after weigh ins Who told him to go do that? Only Cowboy would do
0: that. Only the night
3: Cowboy. Before the hey, it's probably better than drinking a whole lot of Bud Light. That's so, true. which he probably usually does that too. I which don't he probably know. Probably did. Yeah. Let's, let's so, be honest. yeah. But we got to, yeah, we got to know what the cause is, and because that makes a determination, right? especially if you want to fight and the doctors say, no, nada, not happening. Because that's different, right? You're willing to get in there, whether you have COVID, the flu, food poisoning, a broken leg, a missing left foot, whatever it is, (laughs) if you're willing to go in and then the doctors say no, which we've seen that, then that's a little different to me. Is that different to you? Yeah, absolutely, doctor. even
4: with cutting weight. Like, I wish I knew if Hamzat was telling the truth about whether or not in his last fight it was the doctors who actually stopped him from cutting weight, or was not him? Because that makes a big difference for me it, on it how does. to look at Hamzat. Yeah, because cause if he... Uh, for folks that don't know, back when it was... Um, Hamzat, it was supposed to be Hamzat Diaz, and then it ended yes. up being Hamzat Holland.
3: Yes, and because he ended up Missing weight by eight pounds, I believe it was, but he said i didn't really miss eight weight by eight pounds it's I missed weight by a little margin, and then I still had time, and I was trying to cut more weight, but the doctor stepped in and said, no, so whatever whatever the doctors deemed unhealthy, maybe he was done sweating, maybe he was tremoring, whatever it was, the doctors looked at him and maybe or too withdrawn." Or too drawn out, I should say. And the doctors, he's saying the doctor said no. So his point was, well, as soon as the doctor said no, I can't do that, then I started to rehydrate. Right. Which,
4: which you, what's the point?
3: Yeah. Why do it any, any further? Which, if you rehydrate, you put on a lot of weight very quick. So you'd say, how do you miss weight by eight pounds? But you could have missed weight by a pound and a quarter and then found out that well uh i can't do it anyway the doctor said no so i'm gonna go drink water and you could be up eight pounds in like no time that's what people don't realize you can put on a pound
4: do? or two just after like your first glass or a cup of water like sometimes whenever i weigh in mm-hmm. like if i weigh myself and then I go and I have like a bottle of water ready to drink. I'll do it and then I'll test myself and like instantly I'm like a pound or two over just from drinking a little bit in the first five minutes. Yeah. So, you so you figure eight 16 pounds ounces. is not that hard to do.
3: Yeah. 16 ounces. That's, I mean, we're, we're drinking our uh, fancy Earl Grey tea here <laughs> We are, and we're drinking, this is 16 ounce. That's a pound. Hashtag Garrick challenge, sweet tea party. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Sorry. Just be prepared to hear that a lot
3: today. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. So yeah, to put on all that five six pounds pretty quick before you actually get the official weigh in is not
4: Max easy. Holloway versus Habib. I well, never looked at Max bad. You know, I mean, the doctors came in, they stopped it. I mean, he was legit trying to kill himself to make weight, and the doctors came in and they were like, "No, no, no, you're gonna die. Yeah. We need you alive. You are blessed. <laughs> you know, yeah, you are yeah. the blessed, stay and, we, that way. and
3: we, yeah, and stay that way. Stay blessed. But now." But we still have to – now we have a nuanced question added in. Right. So if this the doc- isn't in, Yeah, right. if the doctor steps in and says, no, you can't do it, whatever reason, you're cut, you're bleeding, you're this, you're that, it's sort of, okay, maybe you shouldn't be uh, forfeit and not get any money. Wasn't that his question? Should, should it count as a forfeit and yeah, no money? Yeah, he,
4: he believes it should be an
3: automatic forfeit. Okay, which means no money. You're you're walking away a loser, sucker, money, gone. mm mm-hmm. um, but then I would have to say <clears throat> if it's you cutting weight and you mismanage that to a point where the doctor steps in, is is that on the doctor or is that on you? Because you got to the point that the doctor had to step in. Then uh, I don't know. Now we have a little bit more of a crazy territory because you're a professional. Your job's to make weight in a healthy fashion. And be ready to fight. And if a doctor steps in, then someone could argue, well, then you didn't do your job right. You cut too much weight. You put yourself at risk. And the doctor stepped in to protect and save you from your bad choices. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know if I phrase it that way, now is it more on the fighter again? Oh, no. This is
4: becoming one of our hate speech Ah, debates where it's like, what what constitutes hate speech? And it goes back and forth. That's what it sounds like. But... I'll tell you what, here's my initial, you know, reaction to his question. First, I'm with you no matter what. We need more details. Yes. Without more details, it's just going to be way too difficult if yeah. all we hear is illness. We need more, de- more details. The second thing is, I might be okay with it as long as it's rolled a no contest and not a loss. For some reason, I think mm-hmm. that it would be better if we make it a no contest and not an L because... Yeah, let let me let me paint I, I, a. Pi- I like
3: I like that. You know what I'm
4: saying? Yeah. Let me paint a picture for you, okay? And you tell me how you would feel if this role actually got in place, okay? You have Wonder Boy, okay? The nice mofo. Nice mofo. The nice mofo. Everybody loves him, all right? Yeah, bud. He's fighting at the apex. Okay. His music comes on. He Ooh. starts to walk out with a smile. Next with a smile, always with a smile. Always. You know he's fist bumping the you yeah. know the, the crowd, <laughs> and um. As he starts walking down the aisle, some Tony the type of guy shit happens. Uh, Next thing you know, blows out his knee. Some freak accident occurs. Is that right for Wonder Boy to have an L on his record now because some freak accident just happened when he was walking out? You know, I don't know how I feel about that. That's why, like a no contest, would make sense to me. Yeah, because when but a loss, I I don't, I don't know. Forfeit equals loss. Yeah, that's to, to me, that's, that's what. That's my it, knowledge. Yeah.
3: Forfeit equals loss. So we, we don't want the L. We want the no contest. Yes. Right?
4: More details and no contest right off the bat. And, and
3: now let's, I think we answered that. Now, do we, how do we feel about money? You get no money,
4: nothing. No, you don't get any money. Okay. You don't get any money, and then's the breaks. I then mean, that's it. sucks. Uh, you got bad no luck. Fight, and, no money. Yeah. I mean, shit happens in life all the time where you either lose a lot of money, don't get your money. What have you. Some shit happens to your house. What happens? Huh? You're out of pocket. Your furnace broke. You got to pay. But you, trip you broke o- your knee. <laughs> you got to pay. <laughs> you trip over a microphone cord. You, you sue know, the UFC. You sue the UFC and then you get, you get your paid. Show money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and here, to go with the money talk, what I think is even more important that we have to make sure happens and gets implemented is if somebody weighs in and the fight is ready to go. The other guy, the opponent, he needs to get paid. Always. He so needs to get his money. He yeah. showed up. He weighed in. He's yeah. ready to go.
3: Yeah. So he you got to pay the
4: man. Pay the man. That's that's even more important to me.
3: Yeah. And there's been some uh, oddities around that, whether people get paid, not. And sometimes they have. And there's, what, one not that long ago that may not have got paid for that. That was under discussion. I don't know how it eventually worked out, but... I've
4: never seen them get paid. I mean, I've even seen pretty boy, beautiful blue-eyed Brian Ortega (laughs) roll up in Dana White's office with like two people in a baseball bat like he was Ice Cube (laughs) from NWA and said, uh, I think you should pay me. (laughs) Because <laughs> have- it's not my fault that the fight got called off. I want my money. Yeah. I want my money, at least for the training camp. And Dana was like, you better get the hell out of here. He was like, I don't think you know who you're talking to, vato. <laughs> <laughs> Orale, I don't think you know who you're talking to, homes But I know that... You have uh, to like, get paid. Yeah, even in that situation, Ortega still didn't get his, he didn't get his money. Dana gotta told him to get take a paid. hike. So they gotta get paid. These yeah. guys gotta get paid. It's not fair to them. It's just not fair. They did their job. They got expensive. Some of these camps, not every camp expense is made equal some of these guys have camps that aren't that expensive then you got somebody like cupcake you got misha tate who knows if she's telling the truth or not okay but you got misha tate who says she spent like a million or something or no not a million she spent like a hundred a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand it was like the exact amount of her total purse she spent her total purse on the fight camp hmm so there's a difference. You got these guys spending like five to fifteen thousand on their on their camp. Yeah. And then you got you got some of these fighters who are spending a hundred imagine how much Connor spends on his camp. Can well, you imagine how much Connor McGregor probably spends on his fight camp? And here's how things can here's how camps
3: to go down that road, when you're at the low circuit, you're at the amateur circuit, it's sort of like what's your fight camp? I don't know, whatever my dues are at the gym. Yeah.
4: That's, at a jump rope, did a jump rope. They gave me a jump rope. <laughs> yeah. Told me get in yeah. the corner and jump yeah. some rope.
3: And then you know, my
4: boys. All- if I see any skill, I might walk over and take a glance at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened when I was in boxing. There it is. I walked in, they were like, yeah, I don't know, do something. They didn't <laughs> even talk to me for like the first three weeks. Next thing you know, they like finally looked at me, still didn't talk to me, and then eventually they were like, all right, and they walked he's up. He's three weeks. That's He's that's, made it three so weeks. He, he looks something. like he has something. Yeah, he's, he's going to stick around. Like, that's what they ended up telling me yeah. at the end. They were like, listen, don't take it personal. The reason that, you know, we didn't do a lot of people come in and out of here. It's like a, you know, a rotating door. And then they said, don't take it it personal that we didn't give you uh, a locker right Uh away. They said, yeah, they said a locker is like the very like we need to know you're all in. before we give you a locker because we 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 see too many people in and out if you're a soft snowflake and
3: you're like, oh, why won't they talk to me? What's going on? And you walk out and don't come back. And you melt. Those are the people they don't want in there anyway. So yeah, You're not gonna, then you're supposed to get, that person that's, uh, at that level of sensitivity, what that, like, so you think you're gonna get punched in the face and deal with that? No, it's like, no you're you can't handle this being ignored or whatever it is you're you're not getting punched in the face you're not even getting that step
4: and why would you want to waste your time on somebody that's not gonna be there like why would you want to even invest your time from like a coach's standpoint you're not going to invest your time and energy and knowledge into somebody that might not be around sorry i know i segued us out yeah yeah. i'm sorry so go back to what you were what you were saying about these camps and
3: oh the camps start out at, at the lower level it's all right you you. you pay your dues and then hopefully some guys from the gym or your instructor decides to come with you and sort of is your pseudo manager and you all load in a vehicle. You drive there and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as you move up this ladder, now all of a sudden it's maybe you want to do uh, train at a, a weightlifting gym. And a dojo. All right, so now you got to pay two gym memberships at a weightlifting gym and a dojo. Okay, so that's that gets a little more expensive. Right. Then maybe you want a, nutritionist, a trainer, yeah, a personal chef. Yes, so that's at the, the higher levels that you get. I I got a cryo chamber. A cryo chamber, exactly. I got, I got my own masseuse, but I'm a, I'm a chiropractor on a retainer. I got this, this, and I got a chef that makes my meals a sports uh, psychiatrist days. that i talked to uh-huh things get crazy yeah. quick if you're if you want <laughs> to be. Cool. yeah and then you know somebody maybe uh who may even need a handler so you're going to vegas like oh goodness john jones in vegas he needs two handlers yeah. somebody like hey like you're in the dorms like
4: hey lights out at nine don't headbutt any police don't vehicles police. hey yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be yeah. a normal human being. Yeah.
3: Hey,
4: <laughs> don't beat up your wife. Uh, you know, only hit and run in the octagon.
3: Yeah, not in vehicles. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, <laughs>
4: <laughs> sorry.
3: Oh, we're a good time uh, it was, yeah.
4: it's going to be a good time? Mm. Um. So, where did we land? We landed that we need more details. That we think that no matter what, the other person should always get paid. That it should be that should be a no contest versus a loss. Right. This but, is what we know for sure. Yes. But the other
3: scenarios to this, we got to look at the people that get cold feet or realize right when they're about to, oh, my ankle hurts or something. Like they make up something because they realize they're underprepared, they're undertrained, and they come to this realization right as like the day before or the day of of, oh, no, I'm going to embarrass myself. I just got off the couch. I should have been training. I've known about this fight for how long? This is going to be terrible Darren Till who and legit came
4: out told the truth and said that he was this close to making an excuse and saying that he was injured to pull out of the fight because of his anxiety see and that's I mean I feel bad for that, but at the same time it goes to show you what's going on with some of these guys yes yeah, how so many guys what how many guys is that happening to and they're not. Oh yeah. As honest as Darren Till. Oh I sprained my ankle three days
3: out. I can't I can't even walk. And then a doctor looks, Well, where's the swelling? Where's the bruising? Where's you know, you're telling me it hurts and you're limping around, but I medically I see nothing. Then 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 we could talk forfeit, right? Then we could talk something. You're pulling out and people might not get paid. The viewership is getting hurt because we look at us. This was a main event. And we're looking forward to it. And it's not even a replaceable main event because it happened during the card. They got the information. Yeah.
4: So you got Carlos Sparza. I can't fight Zhang Wei Li because I got a boo boo on my thumb. <laughs> Get the hell out of here! <laughs> you know, there's people. There's too many facets to this. The onion has too many layers. It my does. Friend. It does. So I think the conclusion is: in order for that to happen, we would need as much information as possible. Correct. And solidified information. Exactly. All right. I hope we answered your question, bro. Hope everything is good. Thank you for the question. All right. So even though we didn't have Nikita Krillov versus Ryan Spann for the main, we had one that got bumped to the main. Brendan Allen defeated Andre Muniz via submission, rear naked choke, round three, four minutes and 25 seconds.
3: That was impressive.
4: What would you think about the fight, Ian? Ebbett? Was it main event worthy? You know what? I was,
3: I was bummed because I really, I hope they do the, the nikita span fight i hope they put that fight together again because i think it's a great great matchup so i was it took me a while to get over my disappointment and now you bumped them up to a main event which kudos on them but at the same time it was a three rounder not a five which makes sense because you just found out you're not gonna change it three rounder to a five rounder Hmm. right then so i get they kept it a three rounder which makes sense you didn't have any notice to put them both for a five-rounder. So that, that's... Okay. But it, so I was a little <laughs> bummed. But you know what? The fight itself, kudos to Brendan Allen. He is not the biggest middleweight. He's kind of... To me, he looks like a smaller middleweight. And he's he's coming out aggressive. He's adding more wrinkles to his game. Um, he's putting things together. He's, a, he's at the steady improvement range, which yeah. I like to see. And I think one thing that is allowing to him... Uh, but allowing him to improve is He's got heart and desire He's not afraid He's not afraid of Mr. Armbar Mr. Model looking <laughs> Big old chiseled finished people in the first round guy like, yeah. the, it, There was no concern on his look Like yeah. I don't care whatsoever This guy is not out of my league
4: He's under my league You know what I agree with him on? They need to remake the posters If you're going to bump me to the main event If I'm the new main event oh you got to change the posters for me i don't care i I don't care if you have to how much money you have to spend on it and on on whether or not it's important to you or not or what the timeline is or not i still want my face on the poster you got to change the poster you know what i did not give that one ounce
3: of thought that didn't cross my mind but now that you just said it Man, that's a that's a keen point that
4: you made. Yeah, it's not fair. They should change the poster. I mean, the same way the same way how I just said for the fighter, them's the brakes. Yeah. The same thing for the organization and the company, them's the brakes. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to have extra expenses. And here you go. You lost your main event, these dudes are stepping up. That's that's another bonus that you're giving them. They can have their face on the poster. They want that. I want that if I'm a fighter. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be this out of the world art project. You got graphic. None artists. of their posters are out of the world art projects, this anyways. They're the worst posters. This one's the worst. The John Jones one is probably the worst I've ever seen. It's garbage. It's total garbage. Well, Lino summed it
3: up. So there you, you could
4: you could make one of your janky <laughs> posters <laughs> yeah. in like eight minutes. That took you, yeah, legit eight minutes to make. Dudes on MMA Twitter smoking you like that should never happen. There should never be. There should never be them. I don't know why they don't hire them,
3: or at least do an open contract to commission with some people and rotate. Do you you want to know something? And then commission some people when you got bangers, got artists out there.
4: Do you want to know something? Not only would it be better for them art wise if they hired some of these guys from MMA Twitter, but from a marketing standpoint, they would crush it because MMA Twitter—that's the fans. Yeah. So if the fans hear that one of their own is making the posters, yeah, that's going to get more hype. Yep. That's going to get more eyeballs, more support, more support. For sure. That would be a smart move, man, yeah, to get somebody that's big on MMA Twitter, like Need an Art, like he makes some dope shit. They should shout out to him. They should get somebody from MMA Twitter for sure.
3: They definitely should, and. One last laboring point to your poster. Even if you don't know about this and the fight's happening, it was called off eight minutes before your fight, and now they say, hey, guess what? You're the main, and you're going on in eight minutes. Still go make the poster even after the fight. You should still make the poster. That's what I'm talking about.
4: That's what I'm saying. I don't care if you make it retroactive. I don't care. You need to go back. If you Memorabilia. It's history. It's a main event. The I'm UFC keeps all the posters. If you go to their website or you go to the events, you can see them. Even on what ha- what happened to you. Oh, no. Today, did they change it on, on Sherdog? Okay. On Tapology, I know they didn't. So even these websites. But the websites, they can't update the poster if the UFC didn't. Yeah. So when you go back to Tapology to go to that event, you shouldn't see Krillov versus Span anymore. They weren't the main event. So they, they need to make it retro. On. Yeah, they need to make it retroactive and get your game up for sure. With I- you. Ian, anything else on that fight? No. All right. Congratulations to Brendan Allen. He said, all these Dagestanis got a furry hat. What the hell? I want a furry hat too, damn it. I know I'm American hat. I know I'm American, but I like furry hats. <laughs> Speaking of pelts, by the way, okay, we're right on
3: pelts. You're on it today, Segway Master, which we got for pelts. <laughs> did my follow
4: up pictures last week of uh, real men wear mink? Did it change <laughs> yeah, your Did it change your thoughts at all? I don't know. I mean,
3: I I was I was just questioned. I didn't know if I was on board with it. Okay. I didn't know if you I was. You said you weren't you. sure
4: if it made my point or not. Okay, it was. I mean. I'm with you. You agree? I'm with you. All right, because that's what I'm, I mean. Gangsters and playboys. I'm with you. Wear mink, baby. I'm with you. Yeah, the savages wear mink. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay.
3: The, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Revenant. I mean, uh, yeah, that, the, that's the biggest point. You John just Snow. Stopped, you could just stop
4: there. John Snow from Game of Thrones. I know you don't watch, don't watch Game it, of Thrones, babe. but John Snow doesn't get more savage than that. All right, I'm know? with and you. Then you got Babe Ruth. You know, hey, hey, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with your furry ass. Joe Namath, I, I didn't even post all the pictures, but <laughs> uh, I could go a, on and on. I would have to do a fur
3: montage at some point down the road.
4: Okay, let's get to the bonuses slash rapid recap. We had no fight of the night uh, bonus for this event, but every finish got a performance bonus. The first one... finally. Uh, the first one went to Brendan Allen for defeating Andre Muniz. The second one went to Tantiana Suarez for defeating Montana De La Rosa via submission. Guillotine choke, two minutes, 51 seconds of round two. We were very close to having a Jessica Andrage titty slip at 25 <laughs> seconds into round one. De La Rosa kept that puppy in, but it almost came out to play. She said, I want a treat. I'm coming out to play, but she, she snuck it back in. She snuck it back in. Oh, my goodness. By the way, we got to revisit. Yes. We have to revisit the Jessica Andraj titty gate real quick. All right. Just because but, you and I re-watched the fight last week after right the podcast after was reported. over. Yeah, Dude, I have to side with her. I have to side with her. I think she was telling the truth. I don't... I'm not saying that the, the ultimate outcome would have been different and that Blanchfield still wouldn't have won. I'm not saying that. But I think in that instant, I think it really did effect on drawage i think it threw off her game for a second and i mean you know how that goes dude it only takes a split second to yeah. get caught slipping so i think after us watching it again i think there was some credence to what she was saying i don't think it was just an excuse i just want to say that
3: I, I can agree with that i can agree with that but it happened you know after the takedown so you can't say it was it happened once they hit the ground, so it wasn't due to the, she got to take down. No, no, and then but it's still got the, side control excellent. afterwards. Th- Would give, she I'll have you got you side use... control? And I get your point there. You know side I mean? control might have been not happening, or maybe a lot more difficult before right. it happened. So I agree with that. But then all of a sudden, when she tried to stand up, and then didn't protect her neck, yes. it did that? That was like way late. So one hundred that had nothing to do with it either. So, I agree. But you're right. It. It was true. It did happen. We we watched closely. There so. you go.
4: There you go, Andraj. We got your back. Um, What the hell happened with her to break down the way she did at the end, by the way? Did you see Tantiana Suarez's post-fight interview? She started breaking down. I, I was just curious. Was it just because of all the injuries she's had and she's been away for four years? Is that why? Or did something else happen to her? I was just curious if you knew. I, I don't. Okay. That's all right. Mm. I was just curious. Um congratulations to her great performance after a four-year layoff that's all i can yeah, say right yeah a four-year layoff that's a pretty good performance that's no joke uh next performance bonus went to trevor peak for defeating eric gonzalez via ko four minutes 59 seconds of round one i'm just gonna say it trevor peak is my favorite new lightweight <laughs> not my favorite lightweight but my favorite new new lightweight and that was my favorite Fight of the night. He was throwing standing hammer fists. Oh, my goodness. He tried to snap his leg. He didn't try to hurt
3: it. He didn't try to stun him. He tried to snap the two bones in half. He puts
4: everything into his strikes. Yeah. Everything. He he literally, when he was, what Ian's talking about, when he was throwing leg kicks, for those who didn't see it, he was trying to kick through Eric Gonzalez's leg. Literally kick through it and wind up like he was, like, he was a kicker in football. Like, he was playing football, Step and he in, was getting winded. up,
3: roundhouse, yes. calf kick, which, yes. which is awesome if, if you could do that. That's a lot of telegraphing, and he didn't pay for it, so that was good on him. And if you could throw that hard without tiring, so we'll have to see in the yeah, future. Because when you throw that hard every time, most people, you know, um, like Josh Berkman back in the day and a few others, they would throw like that and then we gas out yeah for sure because they didn't have a you know they didn't have an adjustment on their uh their light switch how you got the fade light they don't have
4: that it's all (laughs) or none
3: yeah who's paying that cable bill or
4: that that electric bill best thing i heard about him is when they interviewed him he said that his friend invited him to go fight one time and he thought that he meant a street fight he was like yeah let's go and next thing you know, it was like a like an oh. MMA fight. But he thought that they were just going to go street fight. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm in. Let's go. Like all nonchalantly. <laughs> that was great. And he was so excited yeah. to be there. Oh he was so excited that Bruce Buffer was talking to him. And you didn't see this. But at the end, at the very end, um, Bruce Buffer gave him something. And yeah. I don't know what it was exactly. It, it almost looked like it was the uh, maybe maybe the card that they give Bruce Buffer when he announces the winner. And I think Bruce Buffer gave it to him as huh. like a souvenir because he was so excited. He was a, so appreciative of every last second. When Bruce Buffer came up to him to say hi, he walked away and went to his camp, and he was like, Bruce Buffer just said hi to me. <laughs> Bruce Buffer just said my name. <laughs> he looked like me whenever I met Co- Kevin Holland at the Apex, and I uh-huh. turned to and I was like that's Kevin Holland. <laughs> that's big mouth. That's Kevin Holland. Yeah. And he just turned around and started laughing. <laughs> did I ever tell you what I did to Bisming I made myself look like an asshole with Bisming too. You, I did the same thing with Bisming You did tell me that. He passed me. I was going into the bathroom. He was coming out of the bathroom and I just froze and he walks past me and says hello and I don't say anything. And three seconds later, I turned Ash and I say, that's Michael Bisbing." And he heard me and he goes, Ha-ha! <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he just laughed. He he was a cool dude. That's funny. Um uh, Ian, anything else on this fight? Anything else for Walton Goggins? Um <laughs> he looks like Walton. You know Walton Goggins is what the actor? He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Vice Principals and Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> he looks he looks just like him. I am
3: well like you. Uh I'm excited to see him fight again because he's He's definitely a gamer.
4: Yeah, he's a gamer, 100%.
3: And he's rough around the edges. So I want to see his progression
4: in technical abilities. Yeah, I'm excited to see him again, too. Ian, anything else on that? Not on that fight. All right, congratulations to Trevor Peak. You made some new fans last week. My man, I am one of them. Uh, The next performance bonus went to Jordan Levitt for defeating Victor Martinez via TKO. Two minutes, 33 seconds of round one. First, first one, first First uh, knockout or TKO win for mm-hmm. that gentleman. He was pretty excited about that. That's you, a feather in his cap. You know what's funny about that, dude? The, what? I, I think it's interesting. Um, all the fans think he's gay. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody thinks he's gay because he does the Flamboyant. stripper splits at the end and the death yeah. drops and all that stuff. And he twerks when he wins. He does yeah. the twerk in celebration. So everybody thinks he's gay, which is not crazy to assume that. But he's not. He's not gay. Yeah, he's has a wife i think or a girlfriend or something but he was talking during an interview one time and he said that like all the fans send him dick pics (laughs) (laughs) he said he rolls with it he rolls with the punches and when people send him dick pics dick pics excuse me he uh he replies back with a microscope uh (laughs) emoji like an icon (laughs) so i thought that was pretty funny that is that's, that's
3: that's an odd <laughs> turn of events for that guy.
4: Congratulations <laughs> to the Monkey King. A lot of personality on that kid. You're gonna get a lot more picks after that Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want them or not, but you're, you're getting, getting him. them. Uh, the next performance bonus went to Ian's boy Joe Selecki for defeating Carl Deaton via submission rear naked choke oh, yeah. four minutes fifty five seconds of round two. Deaton wore a backpack. For 99% of that Man, fight. yeah. He gave Selecki a piggyback ride for the entire first five minutes of the fight. You know how, how difficult that is, how draining for both. that is? For both. Is it as tiring for the guy that's getting the piggyback ride versus it, the guy who's giving it?
3: Depending on your position, it might be more tiring.
4: Whoa, really?
3: Yeah. Why? Because if you're the person holding him, obviously you're holding another human being, probably your weight, if not heavier than your weight, up. right? So that's... That's a lot of Yeah, work.
4: the common sense that makes sense to me, yeah.
3: But you, at times, could lock your legs. So if you lock your legs, then holding up that weight isn't as bad if somebody's over your center of gravity and you have locked legs holding up that weight. But if you're on the back, now you have to either use, what, your arm strength, to wrap around the upper body or the legs to wrap around the lower body or a combination of both. And he was doing the figure four body lock, which is a lot of leg. I'm surprised. Like If you do that for as long as he did it, the average person would feel like jelly, like walking. So like it's almost even,
4: like trying to sink in a choke, and if you hold it too long, you your, your arms, arms
3: up, are gone. 100%. Got you. So I would say in that exchange, Selecki. Uh, was probably more burned out Whoa. with his legs did than his opponent. I did not even think about that.
4: Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And this um, has been that's random with Ian Evans. <laughs> there we go. We haven't had <laughs> one. Yeah, of that was a, that's random. So that's impressive
3: that he acted. He clearly he's pretty well versed and in shape because it didn't seem to affect him at all. An average person wouldn't have been able to do it that long. And then right after, and if they could, as soon as you got back to your feet. You would want to sit down. So even standing or walking, your legs, you'd be, like, shaking. Mm. That's how drained the average person would be. Gotcha. you. would be like, I can't fight. I can't even walk or go up the stairs now. What are you, what are you talking about? Okay, it yeah. makes
4: it even more impressive now. Yeah,
3: it really was. And he acted like, no big deal. Yeah, the average person's not doing that, folks. Okay. Anything else on that fight, E? Uh, nice win, and hey,
4: I just look forward to
3: Slecky's next fight. So whatever that, go. whenever, whatever. There you go.
4: Congratulations to Joe mm-hmm. Selecki. And then finally, Mike Malott for defeating Johan Lainis via submission, arm triangle choke, 4 minutes, 15 seconds of round one. He likes the jam and freestyle and I'm a musician, so I like him. There you go. That's all, that's all <laughs> I wanted to say. Sure and sweet. Uh, question now. Yeah. To move on, um,
3: here I just had something to say about the Sakai-Maze fight. Um, oh, yeah, talking- you wanted to talk about that. Go ahead. Yeah, we were talking about what was this, last last week? Was it last week? I don't even remember. We were talking about how Sakai kind of needs this. We were. Thinking, I was saying
4: that last week, if he didn't win this week might on Saturday, he was most likely probably going to get cut, I thought.
3: Yeah, because he's, he's on a skid, and you know, in that division, other people will move it up, and you're not. So I thought, A, you fought a smart fight. You mixed it up. You did a little everything. Um, And you did what you needed to fight a striker like Mays. So smart fight. But what I I really wanted to talk about was not actually the fight. Was Hatley, as a ref, really came up short, in my opinion. Because Mays cheated that entire fight. And Hatley missed some of them, caught some of them, and then just sort of, like, don't do that. At the point where he cheated so much. (laughs) Don't do that. Mays should have definitely had a point taken from him. He was warned way too many times. The the infractions he did was he grabbed the fence. He had his hand in his glove so many times I lost count. And um, Sakai's sitting there telling him. So he had to tell the ref repeatedly. He showed him and looked, look at my glove. So
4: it's not like he, yeah, like he didn't catch it. Yeah. So he's wh- being prepped for it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the, the Sakai's telling him, like, you're not doing your job. Like, at least warn him. Or he's doing this. Tell him. And then he's get, terrible. And then he would say, get the hand out of the glove. Get. He should have. And then uh, Mays grabbed his shorts, and it was so easy to see. He's pulling on the shorts, like str- yanking the shorts, which you're not allowed to pull the opponent's shorts at all. So between as many times, he's pulling the shorts, he's grabbing the fence, and he's in the gloves constantly. Man, Hadley should have caught them all, and then he should have definitely lost a point because it wasn't once, twice, three, four, five. There was at least six infractions during this fight. And Hatley was right there. Like it's not like, well, this happened on the other side or they moved across the octagon real quick and I lost view of that one. No, he was like right there. Like, so what now, are you watching? What are you watching? You're you're
4: you're you're 14 inches you sound away. Like me now. Yeah,
3: you're 14 inches away watching this fight in the same location. that's not moving fast. So what what are you looking at?
4: You're having a lean on I, moment. Yeah, I was, just,
3: I was blown. My mind was blown. I'm like getting very active. I, I, I am. Like, what are you looking at? It looks like you're looking at the fight, but clearly you're not looking at the fight, or you'd see this. And then the fact that a fighter. Has to tell you what your job is and the fact that I you're hate not that doing shit. it. I hate that in life, it, period, it if it I once. have to tell you how to do your job. Oh, yeah, and it wasn't once, it wasn't twice. You can see the look on Sakai's <laughs> face like, <laughs> How many times are I tell you? Like, look at his fingers in my
4: glove. I'm trying to move. I can't because he's doing an illegal move. And not Come only is on. poor Sakai, not only is he fighting for his life, he's fighting for his job. Oh yeah! But now he has to fight against the cheating, too. Like, that's pout on top. He's got to fight against a ref that doesn't know, an incompetent ref. Yeah. So he's he has all this stuff going against him, the poor guy. It is.
3: And he might have, he at, at what he was doing, he might have got a finish. He might have got a finish with this fight if that wouldn't have happened because he tied up so much of his time with these infractions, Mm -hmm. he would have probably had more things going and could have finished this fight. So he was, it was terrible, man. It was so bad.
4: Well, congratulations to Sakai for fighting through that. We're glad that, uh, that you won and and you get to stay in the UFC. Uh, that's it for the bonuses. I'm curious to know why sometimes the UFC decides to give all the finishes a bonus. You know, I mean, it's the way we always wanted it. It's the way it that we always standard. say it should be. It should be standard. Every but, time. Yeah, but it's not. And I just, I'm curious why sometimes they decide to do it and sometimes they, they don't. And, you know, were all these performance bonuses worthy of the standards that they usually set? No, they weren't. They were legit only it, given for being a finish. Which but, makes it more puzzling. Yes. Which we've make, seen exactly. some highlight reel finishes that didn't get paid. Yeah which is really odd yeah so I, i'd like for somebody from the organization to explain that to me on on why are you guys just in a good mood or is it because the car to
3: pay off you- we spent a little tour <laughs> time at the casino and it didn't go your way it's like ah sorry guys you don't get it this week is da- it be- daddy uh daddy blew your daddy- christmas money
4: <laughs> i'm sorry Dana likes to gamble too yeah um is it because the car got shuffled so now you sort of feel bad, and it's like, I have to. If I'm gonna give the, if I'm gonna hook these guys up, then I gotta hook everyone up, or there's gonna be a problem. Something's going on there. Why sometimes they decide to give every finish a bonus and sometimes they don't. Something is going on, and I'd like to know what that is. This fight, the
3: main event didn't happen, so I got a few more bucks in the budget, so I'll spread it around. Mm. Hmm. Ooh, hmm ah. mm.
4: not, not saying that that's the main reason. But that definitely probably plays a factor, dude. We didn't that go they got that extra money laying around, and they're like, "We're gonna split it up and divide it up." Maybe, even though they probably, I mean, we don't. will we'll know. We'll know now. We're, let, you want to play the biggest and smallest bag? Let's let's go. This will be weird, and I don't know if I'm gonna do any good at this. All right, let's uh, let's find out which fighter made the biggest bag, Ian. Last week, which fighters walked away with the most amount of money, Allen. Yes, Brendan Allen was number one. And for everybody, just so you know, because last week there was an error with uh, with one of these. I think it was Draw saying that she got a, a win bonus. This is based on totalsportal.com, so don't come at your boy. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got prime, you got total got totalsportal, you know what I mean? Because she did not win. Yeah. Trying to get a win bonus. Yeah when you get an L exactly but thank you for letting us know I I appreciate that anytime we make a mistake please uh let us know uh but yes uh Brendan Allen was number one he had a guaranteed purse of 85,000 sponsorship pay of 6,000 win bonus of 85,000 UFC performance bonus of 50,000 for a total payout of 226,000 dollars can't even get on a poster can't even get on a oh. damn poster. Jeez. Ian, uh, who was number two? Oh, this is a toughie.
3: Suarez? Muniz. Mm. Munez. Mm. What? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I you one more, then. I got to read them.
4: One more? I- I- I'm on my last life already. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Augusta Sakai, son. Sakai. Mm. The- number 2 was Joe Selecki, your boy. What? He had a main <laughs> purse Good of 22,000, he had sponsorship pay of 5,000, he had a win bonus of 22,000, performance bonus of 50,000 for a total of $99,000. And then number 3 was Jordan Levitt. He had a main purse of 22,000, he had a sponsorship pay of 5,000, 22,000 win bonus, 50,000 performance bonus. For also a total of ninety nine thousand hmm. dollars. So there you go. I, you know, something the Brendan Allen, that's not bad. Two hundred and twenty six thousand. That's, that's not bad. That's for for Brendan Allen. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, you got some of these other fighters. Sometimes we're like, what the hell? Two hundred thousand yeah. dollars like, for him. That's for him. That's pretty good. I yeah. thought, you know, that's not a bad walk away. Uh, Ian, who made the smallest bag? Which fighter walked away with the least amount of money? Eric Gonzalez. Mm. <laughs> uh, Fernandez. Mm. Martinez. Mm. Montana de la Rosa. What? Guaranteed purse of $22,000. Sponsorship pay of $5,000 for a total payout of $27,000 i really did over i went over you cr- I know, been I got crushing one. it lately i though. got one yeah you got one you got brendan allen but you've been yeah. destroying the biggest and smallest bag lately except for today except for today hey that's how it goes um <laughs> okay so that's it for the ufc vegas 70 recap uh congratulations to all the fighters the winners the losers and thank you for all the entertainment now Let's get to our next recap. Last week we had Tommy Fury defeating Jake Paul. Uh Tommy Fury defeated
3: Jake, <laughs> I Jake Paul. Jake Paul. seventy-three, seven. I'm watching you hand 70, You didn't give me this scene. I got caught. I got, you got caught. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and caught me uh, he finally got me you bastards because uh, i didn't have the goddamn board set right i went for the damn fader uh, for those
3: that have no idea why we're cracking up laughing is every time there's a circus combat match leno plays the circus combat music yes, aka and, jake paul it, boxing
0: matches yes
3: and it Catches me off guard and it makes me die laughing. And I always miss it. This time <laughs> I happen to be looking over and he tried to sneakily slide <laughs> towards the board with I that know. hand oh while I was looking at a uh, laptop acting like nobody's watching. But I caught him. That's why I was laughing I so did. hard. I did. I got caught so, slipping
4: this time. Damn. Uh, um, listen, all jokes aside, do you know why we shouldn't even use the music this time?
3: I think I know where you're going with this. Where? Because it was a boxing match. Exactly. It was an actual boxing match. We always, folks, if you're new to the game here, if you're new to us, rather, um, we, we make the jokes because Jake Paul has built this um, self-following of... Pseudo boxing fans and very proud of himself and thinks he's the best in the world and has never fought a professional boxer. So he has, he was undefeated in a sport of boxing. Get this without ever fighting a professional boxer. I know, I know that's hard to digest, repeat it a few times, play it back, but that's the world we live in. Yeah,
4: that's the world we live in. That you can, um, that you could call yourself a professional boxer without ever being one. Yeah, but no, Isn't that' funny. No matter what, nobody will ever be able to ever say again that he's not a real boxer. Whether or not you know he's a great boxer and to what degree, that's a different conversation. But without question, he's one hundred percent a professional boxer. Now, the thing is, will he stick with it? Or will he go back to circus combat? That's the question now. Yes,
3: um, there's so much to talk about this fight. I would think. What where do you, do, you do you want to start? Where do you, you want, want to start, start with
4: the judges? You want to start with the oh, fight no, no. itself.
3: You, you in the intro, you kind of alluded. So go, you go. What do you think of the judging? Either, um, I uh,
4: think that Judge Mike Ross shouldn't ever be allowed to ever make another marking on a scorecard ever again and and
3: he was the judge that voted for jake paul as the win
4: yes how do you give jake paul the second and the fifth in that fight how do you how do you do that tommy fury he got he got complacent okay when he got knocked down he got complacent or else it should have been a runaway it should have been a runaway jake shouldn't have won any rounds
3: yeah he squared up his feet much like sort of anderson Anderson silva Silva. he squared up his feet he got complacent and Kudos to Jake Paul for capitalizing capitalizing on when somebody, you know, gets a square uh, parallel stance or more perpendicular to you if you are in a correct stance. But uh, yeah, so kudos to you for recognizing and hitting it. But you shouldn't do that at that level.
4: Exactly. It should have been. If you do it,
3: you're out of punch range. So if you want to switch stances or something, you either do it lightning fast or you move out of hitting range, adjust, and then move back in.
4: Right. So it should have been a blowout. With Jake losing every round except for the third. That's what I gave him. I gave him the third. I gave him the third. You know, so I I don't understand how Judge Mike Ross was giving him the second and the fifth. I don't understand what's going on here. So, uh... I don't know. I don't know where they got I don't know where they got the ref either to be honest with you. Like he was taking away the points. He took away a, the point from Jake Paul at first and I was like and I'm not was like you no know, crazy Jake Paul fan but you took a point for that where like Did he did he take a point? That was hard for me to notice. He, he where took I he it. took a point right away. It was it was odd. And then he took a point from Fury to like even it up i don't know if he did that because he thought he made a mistake or some shit so he's like i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna do some little calculations here and make up for that point i took from jake paul but i thought it was a bad ref i thought that i thought judge mike ross is a bad judge but i mean other than that the other two judges did fine and and uh it went the way it was uh it was supposed to go but look this is what happens when you finally have A YouTuber fights somebody who's a real boxer. This is what it looks like when you have him fight somebody that's not a YouTuber, that's not a retired MMA fighter, that's not a football player. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it looks like. People finally got to see what it looks like when he fights a real boxer. And I don't don't
3: mean this is a a knock, but it's going to definitely come out as one. Tommy Fury, good job on him, got the win, looked pretty good, but... His record, uh, the people he has fought, he's undefeated, like nine, what nine and zero. Oh, but the people, yeah, it's not a great record. The, that, that his, the, yeah, I know. Who you're, yeah, yeah, the people no, he has fought do not have very good records.
4: No, what is it? They have something like added add it up. It's like one hundred and twenty-seven losses and like three wins. Or I, I between I you know, them all, all of it, it's bad. It's not a good resume. It's not. But neither is Jake Paul's.
3: No, which so that's what we're saying. Jake Paul. That's my point. Rather, he he got. That's beat. worse
4: for Jake Paul. He got beat by somebody who hasn't fought great competition. Yes. What were you gonna yes. do? What were you gonna do whenever they put you in the ring with who you wanted, which was Canelo Alvarez? Oh my goodness! What was gonna happen? And oh, you know that even goodness. after this, is, this is how bad this cult like following for Jake Paul goes. Even after this, okay, you you have the answers that you wanted. Mm-hmm. You see the answers, and still people are like. No, nah, he won that fight, and uh, he should fight Canelo. Canelo will be an easier fight for him. Like These are, <laughs> these are things that come from people who you, you just... Listen, I understand. They're, they're you want to be Paul part fans. of the... Yeah, and you want to be part of the fun. I, I get it. You want to be part yeah. of the fun. I want you to be part of the fun, too. Yeah. I want you to join in, in the fun of boxing and MMA and, and, MMA and, combat, and combat sports. sports. Yeah, we, we like that. But when you come to the party, bro... You, listen first yes ears open ears just, mouth just shutty <laughs> i them. like that yeah. i love the it's <laughs> yeah, my mouth, favorite mouth shutty and we'll and we'll be kind and we'll teach you a little something yeah that way now you know and then you can go grasshopper and you can explain to other people how this works yes but exactly. when i you know what i mean but first, learn first what what exactly was going to happen when Jake Paul got in there with Canelo Alvarez? What it would have been a massacre. I mean, this wasn't good for him. You, you, yeah. Fury was jabbing his face. Fury looked pretty good. He looked. He has a nice jab. Fury
3: has a nice jab. And to be honest, I, I sort of maybe we could touch on this. Uh, I, I do think they're going to definitely have a rematch because um, it's in the clause. Jake said he wanted it and. Tommy definitely wants it because he had a win. You, you, he got you, you paid. paid. and you see, he made. He the says bet. easy money. He said before the fight. And you know, he got the. Did you see the bet they made? I, from one or none, they didn't. They he agreed. took that. He took the Good all for or him. none bet. Good for him. Actually, I think his dad took the bet first. <laughs> his dad's like, that's <laughs> yes, crazy. Yes, and yeah. he said, yeah. So Good he for him. did an all or none. So he got pay paid won, So and got this. We'll talk about that cool belt he got later. but So why wouldn't he take that fight again? But uh, to your point, his jab, his jab was good. I'm hoping for the next fight, he'd be smart to use the jab way more because his jab is good, and Jake Paul, with his pretty wide stance, Jake Paul would lean in because Jake Paul thought he had fast enough head movement to get out of the way and he doesn't. Mm-mm. So he tagged him hard with that jab repeatedly. So throw
4: jabs the whole fight. And the only thing you really have to look at, or look for rather, is Jake Paul's check left. Like he was throwing a left hook all the time. Like that's what he was going for all the time. And to his credit, it was catching Tommy a couple of times. Because he shouldn't it was, be getting caught with that. So that's what you really need to work on, throwing and, the jab more and looking out for the left hook. Yeah, the two things Jake, like you said, I think
3: that that check hook landed because it was more of a shovel punch. It came it came on like a 45-degree angle from like his waist, and that looks a little different. So he throws it a little different, so I think that's why he had trouble with it because it comes from here to there, which is smart. So Jake Jake should definitely use that punch
4: more, and he has a decently fast overhand right, Um so what's he have to do? What does Tommy Fury have to do to make sure that he doesn't get hit with that check left anymore? Like what should he work on? What can he do? Well, one is,
3: you know, know that's there. And when you jab circle to the left, so that gets you out of distance from it. Uh, also, he would throw it from a standstill, which he knew he had the speed advantage because Jake would put his face out there and he knew, but on the occasion that Jake timed him, Um, he would get hit with it. So my advice would be throw more feints with the jab. He didn't throw feints. He just threw them and landed them, but he should definitely throw feints or double up on the jab. And he has a nice one-two. He follows it. He looks just like Rocky Balboa in the Rocky movies with his one-two and a fast move forward. So that was nice. So he should definitely do that. And Jake, um, Jake Paul, like I said, he should keep that, shovel punch check hook thing he's got and the overhand right um, he should not put his face out there because the two things he didn't have his conditioning wasn't as good as fury so that even made him slow down more as the fight and he didn't have the speed advantage from the beginning so putting yourself out there and your face don't do that even if it's to draw your opponent in because if they don't bite you just get tagged and the other thing for jake paul you got to get a haircut, man. And the yeah, same reason. That
4: pitcher, that, that, that they got his hair. When you're long
3: hair, we talk about it in MMA and other sports. When you get tagged, if you get tagged real quick and it's a good one, but you spring right back or you're moving when it happens, it's easy to miss by the crowd and the judges. But when your hair and sweat go flying and then bounce back, everybody sees it. Like our boy, the batty. Yeah. Get the hair cut short for rematch. I'm telling you, it just sends a bad picture with the long hair because even getting tapped easy when the hair flows it looks like it could have been a knockout punch every time and that's gonna that weighs into the judges how could it not
4: and you know something else that weighs into the judges that he had on his side that night anytime he threw so it's like it's almost like the people crowd. think that jake paul is like mike tyson like mm. deontay wilder yeah like anytime he threw something oh. people thought like this is it, oh, like yeah, this yeah. is the knockout punch, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah, so he had that going for him that night with the judges, which that's that's it does that can sway the judges oh, when 100%. they hear the, when they hear the crowd like that. But the other thing that Tommy
3: Fury did smart was again every fighter should do this, and so he should keep doing it. Is when you're when you're near the last thirty seconds, ten seconds of the round, if you throw a it. flurry. You steal that round, round. especially if it's a stagnant. It's a stagnant round. I don't know. He landed a couple. He blocked a couple. I'm not sure what landed. You throw a you throw a six punch combo and you land three to four out of the six. You hear the knock.
4: You start throwing. Yeah, that's the first thing my dad taught me about boxing. He's like, stealing the round is the most important thing. Hundred
3: percent. And I think Tommy Fury was smart in which Jake doesn't do. Jake still fights a little bit more in sparring mode, where I go, you go, I go, you go. And he doesn't throw very long combinations. Tommy Fury... He doesn't know any
4: better. That's why he... Because that's what he's had. Sparring sessions with real boxers. Like, he has never fought in a real fight.
3: He's definitely going to bump up and throw higher combinations. What I mean higher is not not one, two, or one, two, three. You got to throw some five and sixers. And Fury did throw five and sixers. He went to the body. He went up again. So I mean that's just percentages. You mm-hmm. throw more, you're going to probably land more. And then even if you don't, look at the crowd. They see you swinging a lot more when you're in close. So
4: yeah, and Fury's not garbage, man. I, I don't. No. you know, no wonder Rogan got mad at Dave Portnoy when he was on his podcast. Yeah, Portnoy was like, "Well, Tommy Fury's not a real boxer, though." And Joe got upset. He got angry. He's like, "What are he you said, talking shut about?" The f- shut the f up! like thirty times. He did. And you know what? That's that's sort of rude of Joe to do. This dude's your guest, and you, there's different ways. Like you you say say this ain't your boy. If there. that's like your there boy, there was there. Yeah, he Joe doesn't like that shit. Like there if was you're not attention. a fighter, he doesn't want you talking bad about a fighter. He gets legitimately upset. But still, that's your guest. I, I didn't like that. That rubbed me the wrong way. I'm you know me. I'm yeah. the biggest Rugging fan in the world. Mm-hmm. But he got legitimately upset. And Fury's he's no bum. He can box to to prep for the fight. I went the night before and I watched all Fury's fights. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's all right. Like, he he's gonna kill form. Jake Paul. Like, I, I knew it. I put it on Twitter. I was like, no way he's gonna beat him. Mm-hmm. Like, unless there's some sort of setup here or something, he's a way better boxer than yeah. Jake Paul. So uh he's not he's not garbage. People are saying he's garbage, he's not a, a good boy. he's decent, he's he's where he needs to be and from then, where he is. And and as far as the you know, to, to defend him a little bit, boxing's a lot different when you're first starting um as far as like the guys he fought their record being like 127 and 9 or whatever i mean that's sort of how it goes in boxing unless you're vasily lomanchenko or triple g where you had 400 amateur fights like that's how they do it over there yeah they do 400 amateur fights and then like your first or second fight out you're fighting for the title like that's the way that they do it yeah because they see your level exactly but normally in boxing you know they cherry pick your fights they get you to like a good you know 30 uh win record before they start stepping it up like that's normally how it goes in boxing so it's it's not uncommon for him to only have eight pro fights and have fought Guys that aren't Canelo Alvarez, yeah, yet. you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people who don't know boxing well know that.
3: Which, it, especially if you're an MMA fan, much it's different. very different. Much different. There's amateur or MMA fighters that have had two amateur fights. I mean, it's it's strange. It's strange. I would say if you are an MMA, even at the UFC level, and you've had more than ten. Uh, nine or ten amateur fights and people are like boxing like that's like what you like nothing yeah that's that's like not even on the list yeah that's like do you even know how to tie your boxing shoes yet yeah and you only had nine <laughs> amateur fights yeah mma some of those guys come and if the people that make it on the tough show some of them like oh my first fight was like here mm-hmm. like I, I i had like a fight before this and here i am a pro on UFC show. Yep.
4: So, so I, I hope they show Fury a little bit more respect because everything was disrespectful even up until after the fight where they were calling it an upset. <laughs> it's not an upset. <laughs> what are you talking about? If Jake Paul would have won, that's an upset. It's not an upset that Fury won. But so you I hope he gets a momentum lot more... Is.
3: The momentum is by fans of Jake Paul that have very limited
4: watching... And working knowledge of the sport. Yep. So they just started following when the YouTube boxing craze happened. And you watch the
3: highlights on YouTube real quick and you already like Jake Paul. Naturally, you're just, oh, well, he's. It's, it's money in the and bank.
4: Money talks and people follow the money and the WBC obviously followed the money because they went and friggin' lost all credibility with me now and went a. Made a championship belt for them on the scorecards. You know, on the judges' cards, Uh, they had a championship column, what, and a challenger column, and Jake Paul was in the champion column. They had him listed as a champion. I didn't. And they made a championship belt for and and like. Wait, who made the
3: belt? Did did it was the WBC. They made a the belt, or did they make it over uh, over in the Middle East? Was
4: that their belt? I thought they I made don't know, the belt. bro, It has WBC on it. The W, I mean the WBC that means they is signed gonna, off on of it. Of course, you're not going to put your your initials on. You're not going to do that unless you signed off on the belt. You made a, a you made a championship belt, and then to make it worse, you made it sound like it's diarrhea. That's when you read it. That's what everybody thought first of all. That it was called the Diarrhea Championship Belt. (laughs) Like, you couldn't, no, whoever came up with that name, they didn't look at that and say, "Eh, you know what, let's stop for a second because when, you know, it looks a little bit like diarrhea. Let's Let's pick a different word. No, let's just pick a different word. Okay. (laughs) You know, let's just pick a different word. Let's stay away from this because it looks like it says diarrhea. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) which was what? Where the fight was
3: at? I think so. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I can't pronounce it. So let's.
4: Right, and what? Which is why most people thought it said diarrhea. Going back to so (laughs) made your point. But the WBC lost a ton of credibility by making that belt. The W. I mean, listen, not that they have a lot of credibility to begin with. The WBC is so crooked. They're so crooked. We don't have enough time to go into how crooked they are. But I just thought that was like what a big circus and yeah, I guess it's fine and whatever. They but. should have made a
3: belt like um, the BMF belt. You know, they made that, but it was clearly very different, different in color, different title. It's, the, you know, it's fun. They should have definitely, it's okay if you make one
4: call it like you said put it in the fun novelty column yeah i don't like, even think don't, the don't wbc the should have been like involved with it like whoever the promoters were whoever like put this whole charade together mm-hmm. if you guys want to make the belt like uh, yeah what was the fight on what was it on uh the zone showtime what was it on i don't know
3: I don't know either. Okay, we well, know. whoever we
4: whoever this. the promotion was that put it on, like, you know how the UFC puts on yeah. fights, Bellator puts on. Whoever it was that actually promoted this fight and put it on, they should have been responsible for making the belt. I like and that. And then, like you're saying, it was a type of BMF belt. And then it's like, it's this fun. Like, when the BMF belt happened... We all knew it was like this fun thing. Yeah, we all loved it. Everybody bought. We knew it, it was a one off. Yeah, yeah, it's it,
3: a one. You said it perfect. It's a one off.
4: Yeah, don't blur it. But the WBC, my man, that's too that that that's too like legit to be playing games like that. Yeah, that's supposed to be like a legit organization. Like, yeah. it's just it rubbed me the wrong way too. But uh, Ian, how about this? Speaking of the BMF belt, this is a oh. perfect segue. Who was responsible? for the bmf belt who was responsible for the bmf belt who was responsible for creating it the creation of it i should say
3: who um what do you mean like who made physically yeah whose idea
4: was it whose idea was it to make a bmf belt you (laughs) me (laughs) i wish no not me um who was it nate
3: Nate Nate's Diaz, Nate's the one that. Nate yeah. Diaz
4: is the one who said he said I got my own belt. It's yeah. the BMF belt, the bad motherfucker belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was thinking we would bring back one of the f- listeners' favorite oh, games.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Called Translate right. Nate. Oh my goodness!
4: You ready to play?
3: Oh man, I need this is the doing the analysis stuff is way easier to play this <laughs> game. Well, I gotta be. I gotta get my thinking cap on. All right, let me sip my uh, Earl Grey real quick. Okay.
4: I'm going to I'm going to mentally dialing in. I'm going to give you his tweet first and then you'll have to translate it. Okay. Okay. The tweet is this guy needs his ass beat. And who let the spoiled little bitch yell obnoxious shit during the fight? That was
3: oh, that was for Logan. That was directed at (laughs) Logan Paul, the brother of Jake Paul in the crowd. And he got to talk a little bit, right? Yes. All right. You
4: won. Let's take a listen
2: me if you can hear me you a and you gassing out you 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 hey. oh,
4: no. and set this up for everybody what's going on here
3: i don't know how this happened let's start with that <laughs> it, we're like mid-fight and somehow now there's a microphone In Logan Paul's hands. Jake Paul's brother. (laughs) During the fight. Yeah, during the fight. In between rounds. Yeah, and now there's like back and forth with the Fury team and Logan Paul like trash talking out loud. Like it's not like you're just yelling and you're like on the other side of the ring and I'm there and we're...
4: This is, and not everybody can hear. it. Like sometimes we see that we'll see a mic go to interview, like a coach, and then only people on TV yeah, can yeah, hear yeah. it. But this was legit. Everybody, the crowd, the can PA hear it. system, the boxers can hear it. The fight, P- yes. This was, I'd never seen anything like this. Yes, yes, and um, and he May- wasn't there. Wait, let's be honest. Let's let's
3: also this wasn't even Logan Paul wasn't there for color
4: commentating either. No, said. he just his brother, who likes his brother. <laughs> he got a microphone yes um, okay. and it's obvious that Nate must have forgot that he bought a ticket to the circus that night like I think he <laughs> forgot that that's why like everybody's like how did this happen because it's the circus yeah, yeah this yeah. is the circus yeah. you know Snoop did the same thing do you remember oh, uh, I, I forgot whenever so... he commentated with Sugar Ray Leonard and Sugar uh, was like mortified he, mortified he by was, how Snoop was acting because he's with concert. like knuckleheads like this is he came to do
3: a job of what he knows is his job. Mm-hmm. He didn't know this was a sideshow weed
4: fest. yeah, so people were upset at that. also people were upset that uh, Jake Paul's long time to uh, his entrance was like a, a super delayed and that right there that's something he stole from Prince Nassim. Prince Nassim used to mm. do that all the time. It was like like mental warfare he'd like yeah. make you wait like 30 minutes while his music played. Not like it's taken. Like he would play his music and and have you watch him dancing behind the curtain for thirty minutes, <laughs> and just have you get so pissed off, like so riled up, where the boxers, like his opponent, be walking around like, "What is this? Like, let's go. This is bullshit." Yeah. So he got you upset before your the fight even started. Your is there. Yeah. Your agitation, your concentration. Yeah, he, he was the best man. He was, I miss him. We we've never had somebody like him after him either like it's so disappointing we've never had another prince nasim hamad we we
3: we talk about him often and fondly but if you you know if you're newer to i mean if you're mma fan like and listen to this podcast you might not be as much boxing because we're not boxing heavy as much but even if you're just mma fan go back and watch you love him he's he dances and i'm not saying his footwork is just smooth I'm being he literally dances. dances and his footwork is smooth in there and then
4: you know personality oh, Conor McGregor mixed oh, with a little Roy Jones Jr. Oh my mixed goodness. with like like he's just a a great mixture of like all types of fun rolled up into one and Vasily and rolled up Va- there too yeah a little Muhammad Ali he always say I'm so pretty like right <laughs> away he'd be like oh, damn I look pretty as soon as they would go ask the first question after the fight <laughs> yeah they smack you twice and you turn around and be beside you like whoa he's the best he was the best um ian anything else on this fight before we move along to the ufc 285 preview my friend anything else you want to say yeah question for you yeah please do you want
3: to see this rematch and when would you like to see this rematch
4: I mean, I don't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> L- last week, last week, Ian goes, ah, uh, that's funny. you know, I always ask Ian, I say, we go over the show notes and I tell him what we're going to be talking about and I, and I always say, unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Like I always say that, I end with that. I go, and if there's anything else you want to talk about and he goes, oh, isn't Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury <laughs> coming up <laughs> Saturday, you know, maybe we should talk about that. I said, yeah, I don't give a shit. I said, let's just recap in. I, I don't want to preview it. I don't know you know, what to say about it. But <laughs> I'm sure if we recap it, then we'll actually have something more interesting to talk about. Yeah. But uh, I could care less if this... You want my honest opinion? I, I would you want, me, you want I, me to give you some it. honesty? Oh, I'd love it. I would actually like for this to be the end of the Jake Paul experiment and for it to go away. Because I'm going to tell you why. It's almost like when Donald Trump became president... And it sort of, like, destroyed the media. And that's when the media first started to really, like, become this, like. Well, it just, you know, everything now that they cover, it's like, oh, Jake Paul. Mm. Like, they were covering the Jake Paul fight before they were covering UFC Vegas 70. They're still covering Jake Paul, like, more than I see them covering the John Jones gone fight. So like yeah, it's I, I, it's it's it's, it's 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 like skewing the lines, like they're blurring. This is blurring the lines. Circus combat's blurring the lines. Yeah, because we always bit. thought
3: when this first started, and and all all what we call circus combat, you know, celebrities jumping in and doing this, and do we we it was a huge joke. And then we definitely, like you're saying, this is all to your point of it was real fighting is on the right. And then over here on the other side is entertainment. Right up there with pro wrestling, right? Yeah. You have favorites, and they do a shtick, and they come out, and you dress like your favorite wrestler. And they do these chair matches and fence matches and title fights and intercontinental and all this stuff. And it's all fun, soap opera, silly entertainment. And then they brought that into this boxing combat world. Except, like you said, now people that are newer to this, this they don't know the difference. They do not know the difference because they haven't experienced them separate. Or one, they haven't experienced real combat sports before the circus. They just joined in the circus. And now
4: they have no idea which is which and... Since we don't have the ability to properly separate the two, then I feel it's probably better if we just do away with it. And here's another point. Okay. What do you always say about the type of sports that you watch? You'll say, I don't watch college football. I'll only watch the NFL certain times because, what do you always say? I only want to watch the very best Of everything, right? The very best. So if you're, nothing
3: against you, but if you're not the very best then you know that could be guy, girl, young, old, high school, college. Pro. If you're the best, like the Olympics,
4: if you're the best, that's who I want to watch. Okay, exactly. So why would we want to watch Jake Paul? What are you getting out of that exactly? When we watch Vasily Lomonchenko fight, you're watching art in oh, motion. It's beautiful just to watch it. It's artistic. So why do I want to watch Jake Paul? Why? Why do I want to watch it? It was different whenever it was, it was a celebrity. experiment. Yes, it was a social experiment. To see how it turned out. Now we saw how it turned out. Right? Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm actually interested, and we won't know this until he goes away. I'm interested to see all these people that came over to combat sports because of him. Will they stay now?
3: Oh, okay. And we
4: won't know that till he leaves. So are you going to stay at the party now? He, your boy's gone. And you said that you like combat sports. You talk about it all the time. You tweet about it all the time. So now he's not here. Are you still going to watch the fights? Or are you only watching it because of Jake Paul?
3: Uh, Here's the other question then.
4: Whether Jake Paul
3: continues or not. I have every reason to believe he's going to continue for a while. But
4: Most likely, yeah. I agree.
3: But here's two avenues to go down. If he doesn't, there's just going to be another person to take his place. You think so? Uh, they saw the formula.
4: Uh, I don't know about that, dude. I think it was lightning in a bottle. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen again. I
3: I think it you will. Do Because people see how fast you could gain go from popular to mass popular, you know, super known to viral. And then to get a paycheck to go with it, it's a quick it's a quick event. And I think other people are gonna see that formula and say, hey, I got Instagram pictures and I have 450,000 fans and I make some money. But if I jump over to this, I put myself a little bit at a health risk, but I don't really have to train too long. If I just say this, I could get a multi-million dollar fight, my first fight.
4: Like the Israeli Hulk or jump. whoever that was. You remember yeah, that yeah, dude yeah. that was supposed to sign an MMA contract? Whatever happened to that dude? We never heard of anything again with him. He well, was an you know, influence. He was like a big bodybuilder but, influencer. But do you know
3: they, they those pictures were taken at pretty unique angles to make him seem so even he wasn't way that more big. massive? What did
4: he think? That nobody eventually was going to see him in person?
3: So then we saw him in person. And <laughs> what like, the hell? We saw him in person. Like, all right, you are big. But you were like made to, like your pictures made you look like the Hulk, like your head yeah. you got a duck in the ceiling, like the mountain from meet. Game of Thrones. Yes. Oh, you don't watch Game? of Thrones. I know who he is. That. Oh, you
4: know who the mountain is there.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not, buddy.
4: <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah, there's gonna be somebody
3: to take his
4: place. And oh, I hope you're wrong. I and, never wanted you to be more wrong I, in my entire life. Oh, no, I mean, I, I want to be wrong too. Really, <laughs> I, I hope you're I'm wrong.
3: <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> the hell I'm wrong. I don't think I am, but here's the other avenue I said. Jake Paul comes back, does the rematch, wins, and what what point for you, mm-hmm. you personally, when would you consider
4: him out of circus combat? I already did. And a real fighter? I already did. Or, okay. This, this was it for me. He is a real fighter now. He's a real boxer okay, now. now. Okay, now, and And if that's going to change when he goes back to fighting... People who aren't professional boxers. No, just professional boxers. I don't care if you're a... I don't care if he fights Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. You're not a pro boxer to me anymore when you go do that. When you mix... When you bring MMA guys in to fight just boxing. If you're going into MMA to fight MMA Mm -hmm. against MMA guys, then Okay. But that's what he when said he's gonna, gonna do. He did with the PFL thing. That, you know what? If we're gonna continue the experiment, I'd almost rather see that. Uh, I'd which rather I think see we're going him, that road. Then let's do that instead. That would be more interesting to me to see how he fares in MMA. And then you know what? That hey, throw some cans at him. Throw some cans at him if you sign him in the UFC. Oh, well, it's that you I don't right. think Dana will ever sign in the UFC, huh? No. He hates his first name. <laughs> Bellator, no. uh, Bellator. I, I can make some runaway
3: predictions, and that one, that's
4: running the other way. Or who didn't it wait? Oh, who, PFL. PFL. Was it the PFL? Yeah, he's the got UFC a deal. And oh, there you go. Okay, so let's see what happens there. But he, to answer your question, he has. He is a professional boxer to me now. I'll never say it again. I'll never say he's not. Okay,
3: he let me rephrase my question. Okay. At what point would he be a boxer—he's a legitimate boxer now based on you—at what point would he be a boxer that you would want to watch him? Like, how many wins? Who's he have to beat Does he, if he got four in a row against Canelo real boxers? Lover. Well, that's the top of the food chain. That's but I, really— But
4: I, I don't want to watch you if you're not—that was my point. Okay, but what if it's other pretty high up there,
3: but just not Canelo? But, like, maybe even for getting closer to a belt, like having real
4: fights? But that's never going to happen okay <laughs> i said this if you go back and listen to our episode like he's just never like a year or two ago just never make it i okay. yeah you, you you sort of brought up this point you were like but he's new but what if and yeah. what if this yeah, yeah, and yeah. what if that? and i said ian it's not gonna happen he doesn't have the skill for it and there we are and that's it and fizzled out <laughs> <laughs> like just this co- yeah, the
3: fizzle yeah fizzle exactly in the conversation like that segment it just fizzled out yeah that's
4: One uh, thing
3: I have to say, if he goes into the PFL, like he said, he does MMA, hopefully he gets with a team that would tell him this, he cannot keep his boxing stance in MMA. He has a very wide stance, which his front leg is out way far. It is like the easiest calf kicking target bro so he's he
4: better to, off to stay in boxing because at least in boxing that. he has like he has some power like you can't take that away from him he yeah, has yeah. some power so he has a knockout punch so he can hit you with mm-hmm. bro mma is different world he's gonna get a a leg taken an arm taken a neck taken like it's you know he's not built for that he's not built for that but you want to see it i see the Uh, twinkle in your eye because i want to see him lose more i (laughs) I want to see him lose more i like it to see him get embarrassed that's fun (laughs) Uh, um but uh listen congratulations to tommy fury for exposing the charade and congratulations seriously to jake for officially becoming a pro boxer all jokes aside uh it only took three years there it is Uh, there
3: (laughs) there he had to go through a lot of sports First, <laughs> took a he, lot to get him there, but he had to go through multiple
0: it.
4: sports yes um, to get there. his amateur career, which uh entailed a bunch of m m a fighters youtubers and football basketball players. And play, that yeah. was his amateur career there fighting non non boxers but oh. congratulations
3: uh you know what? I was just thinking, I was just thinking we had this fight this week, the main event really wasn't to be the main event because the main event. It got canceled. It wasn't there. We didn't have it. We had a a lack of an event, right? Lack thereof, as they say. Yes. It was missing. Yes. It was the main event was missing, (laughs) if you will. Um, We can't have the same thing happen to you, my friend, and to all our listeners, our slipsters. Something can't be missing. You gotta be on point. When you go out to the clubby club, when you go do your thing, when you go feeling yourself and gotta go feel what's out there and have a good time. Yeah. You can't be missing anything. Uh-uh. When can't... they
4: pull your pants down, can't just be all fuzz, baby. You can't, the... <laughs> can't be missing that, you know, the, the main ingredient. You gotta be on point. Yeah. You can't be miss.
3: How do we get there? The 4.0. What 4.0? What's a 4.0? Why are you throwing numbers? It's the lawnmower 4.0. With the lawnmower 4.0, is it's a trimmy trim trimmer mm-hmm. and it'll like you said it'll trim you down it'll find things that you didn't even know were there maybe you lost them a few years ago maybe you heard the you brush. still had them you lost the them in the brush in the brush yeah. you gotta find them you want other people to find them because <laughs> you don't want
4: things missing yeah. and if it's missing in the brush you're gonna be missing some good time and you care about your girl don't put her through that type of work who wants to put in that type of work they no. want to just let's get to business you, want you got all coming? this time to look for it <laughs> you think this is i know this isn't where's Waldo. We what play hide and go seek here. You gotta get in gear, man. That's right. And and once
3: you find things That you forgot were there. All right, that's a good start. But you're not home. You're not
4: home yet. Now you got to clean it up because it's been under the brush for so long. Yeah. You know, that's why they got the ball wipes. The ball wipes. And the spritzes and sprays. Spritzes (laughs) and (laughs) sprays to clean yourself up. (laughs) Speaking of brush, you know, maybe you need something. uh, You got to pull the weed whacker out. And then they got the the trimmer. They got the nose hair trimmer. So they they got that as well. Manscaped. We'll help you. They got the products, everything you need, so you're not missing. There you go, everybody. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use our code SLIPster20 at Manscaped.com. Listen to what Ian said. Don't put your girl through hell. Don't put your boy through hell. Don't put your boy boy or girl boy or boy boy. Whatever you're into, it's all good as long as you use our code. (laughs) And again, that code is SLIPster20 at Manscaped.com. Go get you some. I'm
3: going to throw you a loop right now. Okay. I'm going to throw you a loop. Somebody else decided to try their hand at a Manscaped Read. And they also showed us all the support that he usually shows us in a different way. And I'm throwing you something that you whoa, probably whoa, don't whoa. know.
4: Whoa, Who are we talking about?
3: Our boy, Jeremy Seward. At Remy Beans. At Remy Beans. He made a Manscaped Read. He did a little comedy show.
4: Tell me more.
3: I'm going to tell you more because you could probably look up this link maybe we could take a quick view of it because not only did he do this he repped us he went big he went big to to show us love and you're going to see it right now in everything he did
0: so, so some of the stuff that I did right now as you can see I'm wearing my Slip the Jab podcast uh, sweater Oh yeah. And, uh, the reason I'm wearing it is because anytime I have a show like this they throw my name out there and they let people know that it's going on. I know none of you heard about the show that way, but it's still nice that they do that for me. So, and if you want to know how much I love this podcast,
1: he,
4: he took our hoodie off and now he's wearing the OG shirt underneath. That's what just happened in the in the clip. Slip the jab geared up. Yeah.
0: They convinced me to buy their hoodie and their t-shirt. <laughs> hoodie was $45. This t-shirt was $35. This is the most expensive t-shirt I've ever bought. In my life. Everyone's like, why do you wear that on stage? I'm like, it was $35. You want to know how much I normally pay for a t-shirt? $1.99. At goodwill. Because I people like me buy t-shirts. So anyways, uh, listen to this podcast. And any podcast that you listen to as a guy. They always have uh, the Manscaped read. For some reason, those tr- those trimmers literally uh, pay for like half the podcasting world. So uh, I decided that I was gonna do my own And <laughs> <laughs> This is my Uh Hey, you single guys out there, uh, I know there's some tasks that you've been not taking care of. And don't worry, sometimes us married men make our wives mad for months too. And we forgot about it too. And then bang, <laughs> all of a sudden, February hits you in the face. And it's Valentine's Day. And as you're hopping into the shower, you look down and you're like, where'd my dick go? <laughs> no, it did not run off. I just, I just let my pews for too long. That's, that's, a little, that's a little dick problem. Anyone can a anyone problem. come up here and tell big dick jokes, I got a little dick. Um, I, I see you guys laughing like that's hilarious and you wanna know why I love having a little dick? <laughs> It's never to touched the underside of the toilet. <laughs> Think about that. If you have a big Johnson, when you go to pop up, you know that thing's rubbing on something. That's <laughs> true. So, anyways,
4: Jeremy Seward, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Great set. Ah, uh, jeez, uh, I apologize. See, this is this is the problem with trying to, you know, be on Twitter, be on social media, be off social media. I can't win because. When I'm on it, I hate my friggin' life, <laughs> and I'm miserable because social media is a big cesspool, like Twitter's a big cesspool, so I try not to go on it because it aggravates me. Then you, then, then you miss the good stuff. And exactly. Then I don't go on it, and I miss the good stuff from friends I actually want to hear from. Like, this actually, you know, this reminds me, uh, another friend of the show at Piru. He came across one of my tweets, real real quick, I'll say something, we'll get to UFC 285. He came across one of my tweets, I was commenting on something that said, what is the worst invention of all time that humanity would have been better off if if we didn't have? Okay. And I said, social media. Mm -hmm. And he chimed in, He and he said, he says this as he's using social media, (laughs) and to his credit, he has a point. Oh yeah. And my reply to him was, "Bro, I do a lot of things that are bad for me that I shouldn't <laughs> do, and I know are bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying my best. Like I've I've got so much better with it, uh, not being on Twitter. You know, I'm on it like ninety five percent less than I used to be. Mm. But eventually, I need to get that other five percent. But and I need what- to be on it not at all. And and people are listen and and people are just gonna have to like there's got to be a different way to like communicate with each other and stay in touch where people don't hate me because i miss things well
3: i mean it, this situation worked out well because now i we got i got to throw this surprise at you yeah so was that, kind of fun. W- that was fun so worked and out well.
4: that was really kind of you thank you so much we will always plug you Thanks when, for the love. Yeah. Hey, listen, Malanova, when you're freaking selling out stadiums and shit, don't think it's going to change. You better still wear <laughs> our ODNRT. That's what I'm going to expect Every the most. Show. Yes. Every show. Every show. That's your when, uniform. Welcome yeah. to your uniform, buddy. Yeah. When you're doing Kevin Hart type numbers, I want you to still do that same shit. I want you to plug up. <laughs> shit ain't got to change. But uh, congratulations on a good set. And uh, thank you again. And Ian, thank you for, for uh, uh, telling me to bring that up little spur-of-the-moment segment there. That was good. Um, Okay, let's get to UFC 285. This Saturday, not only do we finally have a semi-stack pay-per-view card that we can actually look forward to seeing, we also have the return of the GOAT. And not only do we have the return of the GOAT, we have the return of the GOAT going to heavyweight to try to become champ-champ, where if he pulls it off, it will cement his legacy as the greatest MMA fighter who's ever existed. He will have the greatest resume. He'll have the honor of being the most in the most exclusive club in the UFC where only four other people have ever been able to raise two belts above their head. He'll be able to do it and say it all after leaving and coming back after a three year layoff. And that GOAT for those who don't know, goes by the name of Mr. Johnny Bones Jones. Now, as I said, this Saturday, John's coming back after a three-year layoff. But the thing is, he didn't spend those last three years on the couch. He didn't spend those last three years on a beach. He didn't even spend those last three years in a cell where most of us...
1: (laughs) I knew. I knew. I was waiting. I knew you were going to go there. I just knew
4: it. (laughs) He didn't spend those last three years even in a cell where most of us usually expect him to be. The reason he's been gone the last three years is because he's been putting in work. He wanted to make the move up to heavyweight, but he wanted to do it right. He wanted to do it slow. If you ask most trainers, they'll say that that's the smart way to do it. But the trade-off... With putting weight on that slow, is he aged a little more. Mm -hmm. He possibly could have developed a little ring rust while he was gone. That's the biggest unknown going into this fight. But other than the time off, another unknown, which in my opinion, I'm the most interested in to see, is what John actually looks like as a heavyweight. We know he was dominant at 205. Mm -hmm. We know he was strong at 205. We know he was quick and technical at 205. But what happens now when you take that 222-pound frame and you add another 33 pounds to it? What does a 255-pound John Jones look like? That's what we're going to have to wait and see. That's what we're going to have to wait and find out. As far as stats go, he put on a lot of weight, but the record ain't changed, baby. He's currently 26-1, which many believe should be 27-0, since the one loss was via disqualification from illegal downward elbows against Matt Hamill back in 2009. Ian and I, on the other hand, we think the L was justified. Even though it wasn't due to poor performance, we think that it's right, uh, not right rather to have it overturned. He's currently on a 17-fight win streak. His last fight was February 2020, where he won via unanimous decision against Dominic Reyes. Was it unanimous with the fans? Not so much. A lot of people still think Reyes won the fight, and I still think that it's a crying shame that they never gave Reyes the rematch before John did the dip. But then again, maybe if they would have fought and Reyes would have won the rematch, We would have ended up never getting to see John go up to heavyweight and get a chance to be champ champ. So maybe it all worked out for the best. Yeah. Now, uh, Mm -hmm. I know I just built the goat up big time. I know I did. But let us not forget, in order for him to cement his legacy, he's got to beat the other guy that's showing up on Saturday. And that, my friends, is my personal favorite heavyweight of all time, the 32-year-old... Hell yeah, baby. It's a bold my, statement. My favorite heavyweight of all time, the 32-year-old Frenchman, Cyril, all gone. Cyril is currently 11-1. His last fight was against Tai Tuivasa back in September, where he won via KO in round three. He fights out of the MMA factory, and he moves like a goddamn middleweight. He's technical. He's light on his feet. And hopefully, hopefully, he's been working on his ground game Because something tells me that he'll be more than able to handle himself on the feet with John. But the question is, what happens when Johnny Jones goes for a takedown Mm -hmm. and he pulls out that wrestling of his? That's the question. And to get the answer to that question, we have the number one fight analyst in the game ready to break it down for you. So Ian, take Where is it he? away. <laughs> Let us know what to expect this week. How do you see this going down and how excited are you for the return of Mr. Johnny Bones Jones? I am excited for this fight because
3: there's so many layers of mystery to it. And I think you pretty much went through most or all of them with your brilliant uh, intro right there. Oh, thank you. So we have a John Jones who's been out for three years. Again, uh, three years to what he says has been building weight, strength, uh, in a healthy fashion. So smart, yes. Now, I look at his physique, and actually this is his comments. All his weight is in his ass.
4: Um this came specifically from choking him. on my vape <laughs> that came from Did he say that? Yeah. And when it's you like me. Yeah. Same thing with me. All my weights and my ass too, John, don't worry about
3: it. And when you see him, it's like the chest is a little bigger, the arms, the chest. His midsection is bigger, and he's not as chiseled as he was. And he does have a bigger booty and a little bigger thighs. He still has the thinner calves. So what what does that weight equate to? Is that mean when your weight is in your glutes, does that mean I could do these
4: squats? Out the bushes. The question is, are his ankles still the same size though?
3: They might have shrank.
4: They, 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 they're even smaller now. Or maybe they just look that way because everything
3: else got a little bigger. Okay, I was, I was just curious. <laughs> Back in the bushes. So yes, he still has the, the thin, narrow calves and, uh, and ankles. But when your glutes are that big, That means you're probably squatting a lot doing that. Does that mean you could pick up these bigger guys pretty easily, pick them up, fling them around, and dump them? Uh, It might be. Um, So the answers. There's the ring rust there. And, And now that you've worked on this strength and weight, what did you do as far as your evolution of fighting skills? 'Cause I don't know that he's said a whole lot, and I don't know that we know a lot, and we certainly has haven't seen it. So we know what Cyril Gone brings, and you said all that. He's uh, a heavyweight that moves like a miller weight, even a welterweight. <clears throat> he's light on his feet, he could switch stances, he shoots I think his his best skill, to be honest, is he could throw kicks with Basically, no telegraphing of the kicks, and he could do them at three heights, low, middle, and high, and no wind-up, no different look physically, um, above the waist barely moves, and he could hit the target with his accuracy. So that's some scary stuff.
4: Out the bushes, would you say that he's the most technical heavyweight of all time? Would you give him that title? Of all time? I would. So I'm was curious if you would as well. Well I guess I might say technical as far striking. as striking. Yeah, that's just not, striking, not oh, okay, on the ground or okay. anything. Yeah, because in the grappling okay. world he's I'll definitely I'll, not. I'll rephrase it. Would you say he's the most technical would you say at heavyweight he is the most technical striker of all time?
3: That's a good question. Cause my first I was initially just gonna say yes.
4: Oh, wow. Now I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Actually, John Jones's
3: fight IQ, while John Jones doesn't have the same physical dexterity and maybe power in his strikes as Gon does, his fight IQ lets him throw the right strikes. No, 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 that's not fair
4: because we've never seen John fight. What do you mean? uh, Uh, Okay. So that's like Jake Paul. You know, until he was a pro boxer, he wasn't a pro boxer. Uh, So I'm saying before John. Okay. Before John. Then I might. And it's not fair because we don't know what John's going to look like. We don't. Heavy weight. So that's not fair. That's another reason not to bring him up. So I think I'll say
3: yes without giving a lot of thought way back in the day, you know, because. There's uh, Marco Huas back in the day, who was pretty technical and finished Paul Varlins with leg kicks and knew how to do that. He was pretty, pretty technically sound. But uh, okay, I'll give you. the I'll say yes for now. Okay, especially in more modern times, I'd probably say yes. Okay, the most technically sound striking heavyweight in modern times. Okay, is that a fair answer?
4: It's fair. Back in the bushes.
3: Okay, so we get we see this matchup. And a lot of the question marks on Jones. And what's Jones's conditioning like carrying the extra weight around? Because sometimes people make the mistake of they put all this muscle and weight on because that's their big focus, but they do less cardio so they could keep the weight on. It, you know, for instance, if you're a fighter, like I believe John Jones was, with a high metabolism, he stays pretty thin with his frame because. You work so hard at your craft and your sport, and you're in shape, it's hard to keep weight on. So did he lessen that cardio to get and keep the weight? We'll have to see. I'd imagine a little bit, but he's also swimming and running and doing these things. So hopefully that isn't a factor that we need to tend with. But again, we don't know. Now, what do we have in the way of punches? John Jones wasn't a power puncher at light heavyweight. He had decent punches, and he landed punches, and he had great elbows and spinning elbows, and he's very creative and has a nice fight IQ, but he wasn't a knockout power puncher. so He's a
4: break-you-down fighter. Yeah. If he broke you down little by little.
3: And, and his ground game and his grappling, all that flowed together, and he, could, he has many tools and weapons, so he was able to use them um, in transition with fast transitions, meaning I don't really, some fighters, if you do A, I'll do B. If you do C, I'll do D. So they play their whole game on what you do is what I'll do. He's versatile enough to whatever you throw at me, my body will just do the counter. I just, it's intuitive. I have all these weapons and whatever you throw, I have a solution for it. And I don't have to give it a lot of thought. I could do it pretty instantaneously, which make which made him as great as he is or was. So, but what does that mean when you're throwing punches? I don't think he's gonna have he's gonna have even less power. I don't think this striking power went up with his weight. Oh, it could have, it could have.
4: Usually, that's like what you're banking on that. That's definitely gonna be something that. You're going to have more of some power. Yeah.
3: And I, I, I did it increase? Probably did it increase to a level that's comparable to all the I'll touch you and you'll die heavyweights in this class. That's I, why you don't like Con- that.
4: That's another reason why you don't like Connor at 170 that much.
3: Because you're going to give up. You that said a,
4: a few years ago, like power. I remember three years ago when we first started, you were like, I don't like Connor at 170 anyways because you don't think he gets that much power for everything else he's given up. Yeah. Until you work on try to establish that. I listen when you talk. You uh, good because I don't listen when I talk. <laughs> but
3: I got you, bro. You got me. So, what do they need to do now? What do they need to do to win? Well, John Jones needs to be dynamic, and that's he has to make up, mix up his weapons because Cyril Gon's going to be waiting for. Okay, I had some trouble with Nganu and my wrestling and grappling, and you're pretty good at wrestling and grappling. So you're going to come in here and try to take me down. Gon knows this. He's probably worked on a decent game plan to avoid this. Will that work? Will it not? We don't know, but you know damn well that he knows this, thought about it, and worked on it. So in order to have an easier path to victory, John Jones needs to still be... Unpredictable, and that's why he was great to begin with. You didn't know what was going to happen. Was he going to start on the ground, crouching in? Was he going to jump up and then throw a flying knee? Was he going to throw jabs and then put you in a standing guillotine? Was he going to throw some knees in a Muay Thai clinch, but then back up with a spinning elbow? You didn't know what you were going to get. He needs to keep that same plan. We'll just say a no plan, a plan of doing everything you know, and then when the grappling exchanges happen or the distance happens, get it to your ground because again, I believe yeah. Nganu had his way with Gone on the ground and grappling. And I think John Jones is way more capable than Nganu with yeah. his all around wrestling and grappling. A hundred percent. So you'd have to think 100%. that this is a huge part of his plan. Just don't make it. I'm just gonna
4: go in, even though Francis was so strong, he's so much stronger than John. I really believe that played a big factor when <clears throat> he beat Cyril gone as well was how big Francis was true, so I'd like to see is John that strong, technically as a wrestler, yeah, he's better, but is he that strong? I think that I think that comes out in the
3: wash because and ganu we know has this brutal inhuman truck stopping strength jones when you apply technique to his strength it could be a lesser level of strength and your technique and your complete knowledge of leverage and timing that's why judo practitioners can throw people way bigger than their size they know exactly how to get you off balance, where to put their feet in conjunction with yours to use leverage to make them fling people through the air like ragdolls. And you're like, how do you do that? He's so much smaller. Well, it is. It's that knowledge of timing and leverage and the perfect moment that your body feels from the other person and what they give and take and when to do these moves. So John knows that with his wrestling and grappling. So I think that that'll make him look way stronger than he physically is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That bridges the gap. That so technique. It, the, the it technique. does. It's gonna make you look stronger. Because gotcha. you're gonna fling people just like Nganu. But Nganu can pick up a rock and fling it. And then John Jones can't pick up that same rock and fling it. Because that's a dead weight rock not moving. Almost like moving, punching
4: through cinder blocks or boards or whatever. You can have somebody that's what... or even let's use uh the punching machine. Uh-huh. The punching machine. Yeah. You can have somebody that's ten times stronger than you in strength, but they score way lower than you because they don't have the proper technique to punch through. And I've I've actually I done know your that. story. Yeah, that's yeah. I know it you. was Go ahead, Tell it again. I,
3: know. I know the story. <laughs> you brought it up. Go ahead. I just wanted to see if you. Okay. Um. <laughs> this was years ago. This is going to seem like I'm just talking and bragging about myself. No, no, no. Go but, ahead. But it's really more. It's, just that's to a why point.
4: I said it because I learned it from you.
3: Yeah, we were we were at a, a bowling alley years ago. Me and some friends, and and they didn't know I knew any kind of training martial arts or anything. And the one gentleman was like two thirty five, six foot four, mm. big boy. And him and another guy who was shorter, like five ten, but maybe like one ninety five, two hundred pounds. They both were on one of the punching machines. You put money in, you hit it, you see how high the numbers go up, and and he. Ran at it from like four steps, four steps, and slugged it. And which
4: common, like common yeah. sense, you would think that you that run, would help. you
3: swing. It's it's not a bad strategy. Yeah. And he hit it, and it went up, physics. and blah blah physics, blah. Physics, yeah. Baby. yeah, yeah, he did well, and his his buddy did all right, not as good as him because he's bigger. And then I went to try it, and then the he he gave a little <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> he gave <laughs> a, a little chuckle he gave a little chuckle <laughs> like of a boy. i'm like oh let me try and they're like hey because hey, i'm the size of his leg yeah like my whole body is the size of his leg and i'm like all right and i just stood there i'm not running and then all right i'll line this up and then uh i hit it and uh i beat his score and they were both <laughs> like like jaw dropping what on earth this person. What is this voodoo? Yeah. What happened to this machine? Is it fixed? How did this person, the size of my left leg, just beat my score? And then I said, well. Who is this man who just showed us the dark arts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they laughed and chuckled until I smeared them. And then it's like, well, and then I just said, not in a boastful way, but yeah, I like, I know how to throw a punch, you know, and it's just technique. So, you know, it's leverage. And, yeah. You know, your hips, your legs, this is where the power comes from, and hitting the target with great accuracy. Mm-hmm. And That's blah, why blah.
4: Rogan crushes the bag when he kicks. Like That's why people, you know, Rogan has like oh, one of the yeah. best spinning kicks. It's because his technique is so on point.
3: It's perfect. Yeah. He knows all the body mechanics to get the, you know, people say, live up to your potential, do the potential. Well, Joe Rogan does, you know, uh, like a roundhouse kick and a spinning back side kick. He's up to his full potential. He knows how to get every bit of juice from his body, like the technique, here, the timing, the spin, the the area I need to hit, how high, and that's and then you get the best of what you got.
4: GSP lost his mind. Oh well, yeah, he, he talks watched about all Joe the time. Rogan do it because yeah. GSP. For those who don't know the story, GSP's coach went to Rogan and said, "Hey, do you think you could teach him?" how to do a spinning back kick properly. And Joe was like, of course, I'll I'll show him if you want me to. And his coach, the GSP's coach, went to GSP, and he was like, listen, he said, I'm going to put you with Rogan, and Rogan's going to show you. And he started laughing. He's like, what the hell, man? Like, what, what is he going <laughs> to teach me? It's Joe Rogan. Like, what is he going to do? And when Rogan hit the bag, GSP... Dense it. Dense that large Muay Thai bag. I mean, jaw on the floor, and GSP's exact words were... Jesus Christ, you're going to kill somebody, man. (laughs) That's what he said. He said, that should be illegal. You're going to kill somebody. (laughs) Yeah. So,
3: yeah. So, yeah, it's just a matter of my whole long-winded point was the technique will make you seem. That's a good point. So, he will seem. I, I think he can ragdoll Uh, Gone and i think he can because of that's a the really good point and man. technique his technique is going to be there and it's going to be like whoa what i i knew you're strong and i knew you wrestled and he's you know gone's gone against people but with the fight iq and the mixture of his wrestling with his grappling it's going to be tough so um so again that should be john jones's plan Be dynamic. Use all the things that got you to the dance. Set it up. You don't want to stay the whole time um, standing. And, you know, be aware that Gon is fast. And he comes in and out. Also, you have to be aware what Gon brings to the table. His
4: teeps are beautiful. What's that? Cyril Gon's teeps. Yes. They're so
3: pretty. His teeps are on point. He can switch stances pretty smoothly. He has a wicked calf kick and a wicked body kick, and both of them <laughs> they come in such. Poor
4: Tye Oh, poor Ty.
3: Yeah, Ty Tiavaz's head's made of concrete. He kicked him roundhouse in the head. He's like, "What? Well, that was nothing." His body, but dude, the body, like did to his body. I can't. I can't build toughness in this midsection. My head is. Like a stone. Yeah. But my body's breaking down. <laughs> he tried Pulverdale. <quickly>. <laughs> he he tried. tried. He tried to weather the storm, but Ugh. he just couldn't get through it. And the beauty is gone throws that smashing brutal body kick and because he doesn't wind up and he bounces and flicks it up. Yeah, he and he That's what I was saying it's pretty, can Yeah. Turn his hips over so quick and the upper part of his body he could pretty much balance a wine glass full on it. Which most people turn, wind over. That's how they even teach you. You know, Muay Thai, you use your arms, you twist, and he could get it with barely making a movement. And his look on his face is always stoic, so it's hard to block because you
4: don't see it coming. Nothing like my boy Trevor Peak. <laughs> Trevor, my boy it's Trevor Peak, opposite. not there yet. Yeah, not there Trevor
3: yet. Peak winds up from across this thing, <laughs> arms move first, <laughs> positions himself with a step in roundhouse to leg, very, very devastating. But you could. You know, you read a book before it gets there. Yeah, so that's what they need to do. But gone can't make the mistake. Along with he, he needs to use the teeps and the body kicks and the leg kicks. He needs to do this and keep it in the center, always moving on his bike and make this fight go out the five rounds. If you get John Jones hurt with the strikes, you could move in kind of like he did against Eric Lewis. I'll move around and I'll pick you apart. But then I see a couple land, all right, I could go in for the kill. That's how you have to approach this fight. But one thing to be very careful of, you can't get lazy on John Jones's teep kick to your knee. Mm-hmm. J- John's got good teeps, too, yeah. His teeps to your knee, and John's going to use them because how do you back off somebody that has that striking and a coming forward? Fest. It's going to be. He's, <laughs> I would love it. John Jones is going to be trying to hyperextend your lead leg, and then Gon's going to try to stop your ground game with the calf kick, because that's a good way to stop you from moving and picking somebody oh God, up because you so can't. I so can't it's going to be leg kick and leg kick to feel this out. I'm and so excited! for it's this. I'm be so fun.
4: excited! I'm like, like this is a super fight for me. It didn't have to be Francis John. I, I for those who don't know, Malanova, I wanted, I wanted John gone from the beginning. That's what I, I didn't want. Francis John originally, I wanted. John versus uh, uh Cyril and gone. And I'm with you because I think gone would have been an easier
3: fight for Jones. I think he would have. You think gone would have been, you mean no, Francis? I, I thought Francis would have been an easier fight for Jones. Yes. I thought Jones. I'm with you 100%. I said, I said Jones would have had gone 100%. Like it, it would have Jones would have
4: had Francis.
3: Francis. Yeah. Right. I, I gotcha. That's okay. Ago. I got I keep you. Keep shortening it. Okay. I got your anyway. back, yes. dog. So yes, John Jones would have beat Ngannou. Not like last week, with just oh, gone drawing. Sorry,
4: <laughs> not like last week yeah, when you let me drown.
3: I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, John Jones versus Ngannou. I am picking John all day. Gone. I'll be honest. I am still gonna pick Jones because I was just about I, to ask you. That was my question. I think Who you it's got gonna come down to the grappling, and even though uh, Cyril Gone has a pretty nice heel hook and has a couple other submissions, he does. He he does have those. But John knows this. He's he's watched it, so much tape on him; it's unreal. So his legs aren't going
4: to be anywhere to be found. So if Dude, he goes to the ground, you talk about John like he's a genius, like he's the Albert Einstein of MMA. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I'm looking in your eyes, and when you talk about him and his fight IQ to you, is like you're talking about Enrico Ferney or something.
3: He's definitely watched a lot of tape, and he knows what he's going to do. So th- there's a difference between trying to stop it. You know, it's a rough outing, but. He's really studied, I guarantee he studied him and his corner and his team have studied him at the highest level for, look how long you had to do it. Look how long you had to study. Gone from the very beginning, you're sitting on the sidelines working your craft. And again, not only are you working your craft, but you're you're preparing for like what? Honestly, one of three people like Francis uh, or gone or, you know, who else could be? at the top, you know, maybe Blades. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching these people. They're not they don't know what you're doing, but you're mentally watching film on these like top people. Cuz you know you're going you're stepping back in and you're going against them. It's 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 either it's either Stepe or Inganu or gone or Blades. So you know he's watched tape on all of those to a high level not knowing how this would play out over 3 years, but he has all of them fight styles down pat and has a game plan for all four of them 100 percent has a game plan for all four of them executing is different but he could tell you every him and his team could tell you everything they do and when to capitalize and what to do and counter and how this plays out you know it's a
4: shame that john jones's personal life is a complete disaster (laughs) and he is the way he is because he would have most likely been like your favorite fighter because you were all about you know, like your favorite fighters are all like the most technical and, and
2: you his just would have, would have loved have John but,
4: but 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 you know the a lot of stuff that he's done in his personal life, you it rubbed you the wrong way and like you're not a fan of John Jones now. I mean this you're a fan true. of his fighting, just like yeah. me. We're fans of his fighting. Yeah. But and, you, uh,
3: and the asterisk when he when he Tested positive, like some of those things,
4: like his legacy. Yeah, but so did Anderson Silva, and True. you don't have disdain for the Spider like you do John. You you do not like John Jones. He's done more things on the list. <laughs> yeah, you don't like John. You don't like John. Because it, it. here's what bothers
3: me is he's done things that I, I could have seen his legacy untouchable if he would have not made these mistakes, um, stayed in the game, didn't have these layoffs—
4: not hit pregnant women and hit yeah. hit and, and no, run. No. Honestly, um, <laughs> they all smack things a strippers have
3: <laughs> all these things that just went against his beat legacy. Beat your
4: and head butted police car and call them <laughs> nerds and yada 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 <laughs> and a hide under the octagon. And that's that's the oh my goodness. <laughs> He's good news though. Yeah. It's going to be fun let's keep moving okay let's get to the sleepers and bangers we got my girl valentina shevchenko versus alexa grosso on here last time uh alexa fought i said that most likely she would be getting a title shot next and i'm glad to see that they got this made for her so i'm really glad that this happened for her because i thought may you know there was a possibility they may maybe would make her fight one more time or but they they got it done so good for her my other sleeper and banger is J-Off Neal. <laughs> 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 or better known, a.k.a. as Jeff Neal, but on this show we call him Goff off Neal uh, versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Oh, yeah. Not going to be a good night for Goff Neil, Neal, but it's going to be a good night for the fans because Rachmanov always brings the big drama show. Oh, my goodness. He brings the big drama show. He so. is
3: a finisher,
4: and it doesn't matter how because wherever this fight goes he's gonna be there he finishes yeah and he finishes uh, and then my last sleeper and banger for the card I got Cody Garbrandt versus Trevin motherfucking Jones <laughs> this is I like your energy there <laughs> my man thank you bro yeah. you ever see uh, what's that movie called Bad Bosses or oh, something yeah, yeah 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 Trevin motherfucker Jones <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a funny movie Um, Look, Cody's on my sleeper and banger. Okay, I love Cody. I don't care how many times he gets knocked out. (laughs) The poor guy, I don't even know why they're letting him fight. I don't know why he's still fighting. How many times is it going to take for him to get knocked out and he has to prove that he has the button before this poor guy, we pull the plug and save him from himself. When's it going to happen? Every single time we we recap a Cody Garbrandt fight, it's the same thing every time. Does he have the button? Yes. Should he retire? Yes. And then they just keep making fights. I don't think they like Cody (laughs) at this point. And it's funny because it's got to be hard for him because he's
3: still young. Physically, he's healthy, and he has all these skills.
4: Not that many fights. But,
3: yeah, but the fact that he's taken significant head trauma in in his history. And he
4: has the button.
3: That's yeah, it. He so has that's has the, the part button. that, I mean.
4: What even is the fun in seeing a Cody Garbrand fight where the whole time you have to pray he doesn't get hit?
3: Yeah, so you know of like, what I mean? That's it's sort no- of like you want to see him do one of his highlight knockouts, but you don't want to see him take one because you, you, it's almost like you could see the CTE future in him. Yeah. And you know this, and it's, it's sad because he's so young. He's got a kid, and, and like, oh man. And then you like know Cody. he loves fighting and he loves training and he's, it's in his blood. And you're like, this is what you want. And you're here and you're young and you got skills, and you got heart, but now you've taken too much head trauma for where you're at in your life, so you should probably stop really quick so the rest of your quality of life will be intact. Uh,
4: I know I say this every time, but I think this is it. I think if he gets knocked out, I think Dana will pull the plug finally. Man, I hope he I hope he wins. I hope he wins, too. I hope yeah. he wins, too. Uh, Ian, anything else for the sleepers and bangers? Yes, yes, yes. This fight... Is uh this card? I mean, is
3: neat. I'm looking forward also to the Jamie Pickett Bo Nickel because this is a real test for Bo Nickel. He wanted to be on a big card with a bigger name. Hey, you got it. Let's see. Let's see if you could shine under these type of lights.
4: He's got some hype behind him for sure, Bo Nickel. A lot of people are excited to see him.
3: I'm also excited to see a Rougeau versus Hebus because that's gonna be. I love Amanda. That's gonna be a fight.
4: That's going to be a rough outing. She's the nice mofo of the female division, uh, in my opinion. I think you're she's right. she's bubbly, and I love her.
3: I think you. Uh, I think you're
4: absolutely right.
1: <laughs>
3: so those are ones I'm, <laughs> I'm most excited to see. I'm Brunson versus Duplessis is a really good matchup. Am I super excited to watch it? Nah, but I, I just think they picked a really good match for both of them, and it has kind of a implications to get past maybe like gatekeeping status whoever wins this if, if whoever wins this is on a good trajectory and whoever loses this mm, where do you go from here right type thing so and of course did i already mention gamrot turner I, I don't think so I? okay i, th- I thought i say things i didn't even say things the spider um, i really like gamrot and um not that i have anything against turner but i you know i can't wait to see gamrot fight and
4: Turner's interesting. He's long, he's lanky, he's fun to watch.
3: Yeah, that's going to be styles
4: make fights type thing. That's going to be that one. Okay, anything else for the sleepers and bangers? No. Okay, let's get to how they got their name. This is a pay-per-view card. Every time a pay-per-view card rolls around, we play how they they got their name. And for those who are only listening to the podcast for the first time, first of all, shame on you. Shame on you. (laughs) Second, uh, here's how this goes. So what we do is we pick a fighter from the card, and uh, we go over why they have the nickname they do. How they got their nickname. Do I get to guess this time or are you going to skip right over me? You, you messed up, my friend. What do you mean? You should have waited to see if I forgot because we still had the bet that you got to <sighs> choke me out if I forgot. Ah, I forgot the bet. You just blew up your own spot. You threw yourself under the bus. <laughs> damn i forgot about that now you gotta wait till next month damn Uh, i can't believe i forgot
3: about that little
4: for for this card i went with mr johnny bones jones okay ian would you like to guess why his nickname is bones
3: okay this is the funny thing is you're doing this segment to which i didn't expect even though i probably should uh but also i've never bothered to even give a consideration or thought why johnny bones jones has that nickname so it's literally going through my mind for the first time right now and i'm gonna say because he has bony thin legs
4: okay is that your final answer
3: well now you're like making
4: me think maybe i just have a poker face maybe it's the right answer and and you're just you're You're right you're reading my face wrong all right here's what. don't let me go uh, against your gut like they say in school your first answer is the best answer go with your gut all right here's what i'm gonna
3: say i think there's also a part that he likes lions and feeds on animals and there's nothing but the bones left so that might be it but i'm going with my first answer of the bony legs
4: Okay, here we go. I'll read the explanation. Before beginning his MMA career, Jones was a standout high school wrestler and state champion at Union Endicott High School in upstate New York. He also played football as a defensive lineman due to his slight frame. His coach nicknamed him Bones. The nickname was a reference to John's small frame, with the former champion stating that he only weighed 170 pounds at the time, despite being 193 centimeters tall. He kept the nickname when transitioning into MMA as a homage to his high school football career. However, John Jones has also stated that his initial nickname when entering professional MMA was going to be very different. A rather in, an, in a rather embarrassing tweet back in November 2020, Jones stated that his nickname was going to be Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Bones, his tweet read, my original fight nickname used to be Sexual Chocolate. What the hell was I thinking? Oh, man. Uh, all of it sounds crazy now considering that the former light heavyweight champion's nickname is now one of the most iconic in all of MMA. And it really is. John Bones Jones, like, it's the, one of the most iconic nicknames, for sure, Bones. Everybody so, knows his nickname.
3: So do I get credit or no? I'm, I mean, it's...
4: Yeah, I'll okay. give it to you. you to, okay. Yeah, Slim Frame, Slim Legs. Okay. Slim. Bony Legs. Bony, bony Legs, okay. Bony. didn't go all the way up. Yeah, there you go, all so i right. give it to you. Uh, And this has been how they got get their name. <laughs> nice. All right, let's get to the slip picks. So last week's results... I went three for four. Nice. My wins were Augusta Sakai. He needed that one, thank God. Uh, Tantiana Suarez, Trevor Peak, and my loss was Andre Muniz. And he went three for four as well. He had Augusta Sakai, Tantiana Suarez, Selecki, and Andre Muniz was his loss. Oh, that's uh, right. My picks for this week. Mm. Sorry. I'm going to go Cyril Gone. Ooh, picking picking what? this one's hard for me, man. Because I usually always pull for the fighter that's going for champ, champ. So you would think that I'm going to go for for Jon Jones, but at the same time, I got my man Cyril gone, and I really want him to become champion so bad. He's my favorite heavyweight. He's probably a top three favorite fighter in the UFC period. Okay. So to break the tie, I'm going to defer to my heart, and my heart, of course, leans with Bonggaman. Not to mention. You know, not to mention everything else that we went over in the X-ray and your E-analysis. John hasn't fought in three years. We've never seen him at heavyweight. He's a little older. Chances are a little slower. And not to mention that his last few fights before he vacated, a little sketch. Like, there yeah. was arguments to be made. When when he decided to go up, I remember, I don't know, I remember us talking, well, at least I was. Mm-hmm. like. Maybe you shouldn't go up to heavyweight. You did because you, did you make that comment. Yeah, maybe you should stay here because you went from a guy that was like cleaning out the division where you were Not Valentina Shevchenko, like yeah. a, you know, you went from Valentina Shevchenko where there was just no competition that to be had. Versus, yeah. I don't know, some now these fights are getting a little too close for comfort. Maybe you should stay here. Yeah. Um. So some of the fights were sketchy. So with all these unknowns, I can't bring myself to bet against Gon, a guy who. If he had the slightest bit of grappling, would have beat Francis Ngannou, who's arguably the scariest heavyweight of all time.
3: That's a good that's a valid point, you know? So and I've seen John Jones hit mitts throughout this 3-year journey from most recent to even back. And you know, you can't base everything off this, but he looked he's hitting the mitts slower. Like there's, and he used to. There's, uh, there's, looks to be uh, some speed missing in the mitts. But is that, you know, this is what? gonna be
4: fun to but, see. This, this is but gonna is answer this, so many questions we had from years but again, ago. You know, like this is so yeah. fun that we talked about this when he first said he was gonna go up, and we talked about oh, what yeah. it was gonna look like and if we thought he would do good. And now this answers all the questions. What I'm gonna do personally to get ready for this, I want to go back and listen to our episodes from okay, you know, for from a couple years back, three well, three years back when he Man. he first decided to do it, Man. and I want to listen to him and I want to see like if my thoughts have changed from then.
3: And my thought, I, my thoughts then, my thoughts now. If I had to direct things in time, is I still think that putting on all the weight should not have been his big focus. I thought he should have probably even just jumped right into heavyweight at his walking around weight at the time. Because even at, say, 225, I think he would have captured the heavyweight belt. Going right from light heavyweight mm. to heavyweight for his next fight. Not much other prep than he already does, other than don't go on benders um, you know, before your fights.
4: And you know what, Ian? Uh, that's that probably I... would have been even better for him because fast if he would have lost, he could have had the excuse that he was too small. And then he could have said, you know what? I want another crack at heavyweight, but this time I'm gonna do it right. This time I'm gonna take some time off. I'm gonna put some weight on and then come back and do it. But now there's like there's no going back. What's he gonna do? He's yeah. gonna spend another three years taking the weight off? Like, this is it. It's do or die time. Mm-hmm. And he's thirty five.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I really would have liked to see him just go right from light heavyweight, be motivated by heavyweight because it's a new challenge, fight at walking around weight, speed, young, healthy, do it. I thought he would have de- – I thought he had definitely been champ.
4: All right, well, I hope so that we'll – um i I'll hope his uh, pad work is a good omen to me. Me winning uh, my bet and but pads gone. Are Cyril gone. Ga- Cyril That's true. Pads, pads are people and people, pads are, pads are don't hit time. back. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with Cyril gone, and then I'm going to go with Valentina Shevchenko, my girl. That's my lock of the week. My other lock. I'm going with Shavcock, Rachmanov. I'm going with Matus Gamrod. I am going with Duplessis. Oh. Um. Hasn't. Proven himself yet to me, but I'm going to go with Ian Gary. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to go with Ian Gary, the the, the man that uh, everybody wants to call the next Conor McGregor, which I've said over and over at nauseum that he's not the next Conor McGregor. And he hasn't even proven himself to me yet, but I'm going to go with him just for fun. Okay. And you ready for my loss? Here comes my only <laughs> loss. Okay. For the heart, I'm going to go with Cody Garbrandt. Okay. And then I'm going to go with my girl Amanda was. Okay, you're picking a lot on this big old card, aren't you? Yeah, this is a good card. This is uh, fun to pick. Um, for you, I only have one down for you, and it was John Jones. I guessed it right. I am gonna go. Oh, here, I got another one for you. I have another two. Can uh, I start guessing? Go for ahead. You? All right, Valentina Shevchenko. Yes, and man, <laughs> I'm gonna take the easy ones. So, so many.
3: Everybody <sighs> loves Grosso, and everybody is really. She has a huge fan base that's really rooting for her. That's not changing my
4: um, I think our, vote, but... Yeah, I think our boy Chris Cooney, I think, is in love with her. I think so. He's in love with somebody. I don't know who it is, but I think so. Um, I'm going to go with Shavkat Rachmanoff for you, for sure. Oh, yeah. And then that's where I pump the brakes. I'm going to go Gamrot. Okay.
3: I'm going to go Bo Nickel.
4: You are going Bo
3: Nickel. I am. All right. Risky move going against... Uh, going against a picket. And... Ian Geary.
4: Okay, we have a lot of the same. We've been having a yeah. lot of the
3: same ones lately. And then, man, I'm really excited about a Hebus. I'm staying I'm hitting the brakes. Are so you? I'm not picking the Garbrandt Jones or You're that not the
4: Garber- not, <laughs> You're not picking the Garbrandt Jones? I'm not going to bet against Cody? I'm not picking that fight. That's, that's probably the smart pick.
3: Uh, one thing that I have to... I, well, I'm also picking...
4: You know what? I'm going to add one more. I'm going to add... Uh, yeah, lucky number seven. You have six so far. Oh, do I? I'm, I'm going to go
3: with uh, uh, Firid, uh Basarat. Okay. And I wanted to say, you know, we both sort of jokingly we picked Shevchenko. I think Grosso. I think her path to victory is... She's well-rounded. She's a well-rounded fighter, except she's good and well-rounded. I think Valentina is good, and well-rounded, just at a little higher level in all the categories.
4: Mm-hmm. Ask me so. where Valentina wins. Ask me. Say, Lena, hey. where does Valentina Shevchenko hey, win? Hey, my friend, where do you think Valentina wins? Anywhere she wants. <laughs> 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 Anywhere she wants, Anywhere my friend. she wants.
3: My advice for Grosso is rely on boxing, phone booth. Trading punches give one-to-take-one toughness. If you want to win. Oh,
4: wow, you're banking on that Amanda Nunez-Pena shit right if there. If you want to win. Valentina ain't Amanda Nunez. So,
3: and it, you got to make it a dirty war. Stand Valentina's in too the smart pocket. for that. She ain't going to stand in the pocket and with you. don't go far enough for the kick game. And don't go too close because, uh, you know, it's Chefchenko's Ty Plum is pretty wicked. She got wicked knees. She got great trips and throws. So don't get in that close. Literally, stay in the phone booth boxing range and start swinging. And egg her into a gunfight and then go gunfight the whole time. That's how to bait her in. That's tough and, and with Valentina. Go punch for punch.
4: Okay. Amanda, you can that get distance. her there. You can get her Move in the backwards phone booth.
3: or forwards as long as you keep her at... Phone booth, punching distance. Don't let her grab your head, though. That's where
4: okay. you want the W. That's what you got to do. Oh, boy. I hope I don't fall on my face next week. <laughs> We're so. talking Valentina up this much. Um, all right. So that's it. Ian, that's your last pick, right? Yes. Okay, everybody. That is it. That's all we have for UFC 285. We hope you guys enjoy the card. Uh, make sure you come back next week, and we will recap everything with you as usual. Ian, do you want to get anything off your chest before we end with the post-fight song of the week?
3: Yes. I want to thank the folks that have uh, reached out with the Eric Challenge and sent Mm. some stuff in. And it's never too late. So if you haven't done so, life's busy. Hey, I get it. Um, You didn't get around. You can't find the tea. You're getting there. Whatever it is, you need a haircut. I don't care what it is. You know what? Just send them in because I appreciate the love. So whether it's in a day, a week, a month, whatever, don't let the time frame cut you short. Thank you.
4: Okay. Uh, I have something I want to get off my chest. Okay. I wanted to say to you... Uh-oh. All joking aside... <laughs> all right. You know I do appreciate the Christmas and birthday gifts <laughs> you gave me, right? <laughs> the signs. <laughs> this, it's been weighing on me. First, it was this, weighing on me because I was mad at you <laughs> for what you got me. And now it's weighing on me because I feel very... <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about what, this shit. What's, what's the word for it? I feel very... um. You know when you get something and someone's trying to be nice and like an ingrate. Well, well, even 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 worse. (laughs) (laughs) I feel um, inconsiderate. Like that's very inconsiderate of me. I feel very disrespectful. (laughs) Somebody gets you something. Someone goes through the trouble to get you something, and you make them feel like you didn't like it. And It's not true. I I do, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to because it probably I made it sound like I like the Slipster Avenue one better just because I said it makes sense. And I I like picked on the other one. (laughs) I picked on the one that you got for my other company. All right. And I'm going to tell you why I actually like that one better and why that one means so much to me versus the Slipster Avenue sign. All right. And it's because you put way at the end of it. Okay. Because that shows me that whenever I was writing our company mission Mm -hmm. statement and the bio for the company that you really like took it to heart, you were paying attention and uh that's why it i means understand so- your mission. You do. I understand your mission. Yeah, but for you to do, you know, you like it, it was a, it's a clever gift. Like you got me something that was really clever and you're like he's going to love this cuz it says <laughs> way and uh, I'll be I'll I'll leap it out. I wish I could just freaking tell everybody already, but we got a freaking serial killer out there fucking <laughs> We have a serial killer out there stalking our lives and I can't even fucking say the name of my company. Uh, But anyways. um, (laughs) uh, 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 Maybe in the future. Um We'll see. Um, 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 uh, But anyways. uh, Yeah, it says way and every time I look at it, I go, Ian put a lot of thought into this and he was really thinking about it that day that we went over the the mission. The color? The color. Oh, of course. The color. I I knew you would of course, of course. So, I want you to know that I'm not as bad as you think I am, okay? And I really do like your gifts. You always give I, me really nice gifts. Each year, you give me cool little gifts. You got me the the butterfly knife uh, bottle. beer bottle opener. Yeah, you always give me very good. Your father, the, that one is so nice. Can't even talk about it. I don't even know if I deserved it, but thank you. Um well, I,
3: I this is hilarious because we're still talking my about my bottle Christmas of gift.
4: My bottle of Johnny Walker Double Black that I still haven't, because uh, you told me, you said, the only way I'm giving you this gift is you have to promise me you're actually going to drink it. You yeah. said you can't do with this like you do all your other gifts yeah. and not open them or use them. And I said, I'll make you a deal and I will open it and drink it when we get to drink it together. Okay. That was the deal. One hundred. So. Yeah,
3: <laughs> as the kids say, 100. No.
4: No 100. I'm
3: no 100 to joke.
4: 100 episode. Yes, 100. Pretty soon it's going to be 200. <laughs> we're on episode 162. Technically, we've done like almost 180. So we're 20 weeks away from right. doing 200.
3: We we'll better get on it.
4: And if you remember correctly, when we missed 100. You I, you said you, it. Somebody said something about 200. I was like, oh, don't worry. Like, it'll be episode 200 by the time we do 100. Oh, you did <laughs> so we're, we're not gonna let that happen yeah so um i just wanted to say thank you and i i that didn't when you know yeah no you are jesus you're you're welcome <laughs> i can't believe we're jesus still talking Christ. about this was first i wasn't sleeping at night because i didn't know why you gave it to me and i was upset and now i'm not sleeping at night because i think i you know i hurt my friend's feelings <laughs> oh this is too good this is too good so are we good can we oh. forget about the signs done gone okay all right thank you so much thank you until next year when i get you another sign oh don't worry wait till you see what i have in store for you now next year my friend (laughs) wait till you see what i'm getting you sign you're gonna have flowers i'm decorating the shit i hope christmas comes fast (laughs) (laughs) okay um let's end with the post fight song of the week shall we (laughs) let's go okay it better be good. I mean, this is a major
3: uh, card episode. It's. I got a feeling it's going to be good because you got Zero Gone on it.
4: I think you're going to love it. Uh, afterwards, I'm going to have to get your permission on something for it, and hopefully you say yes, and then I think uh, I think you're really going to – I think you're going to be touched by this. Uh-oh. All right? All right? You ready? This week's post-fight song of the week goes to
3: – Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Uh –
2: And winner. y'all gonna <laughs> be a title, that's, that's it, all my eyes can see. Victory is mine, yeah surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Cause the nonsense is yet to stop Jake, shake me down Haters wanna take me down Break me down Clap All they heard was a sound Yo, I scoped it out I took your weak dream And choked it out Your bitch don't really got no ass <laughs> She just poked it out <laughs> Boy, my part. I'm saying <laughs> you versus me, yo We can do this shit right here In Everybody front of your people See, time is money, kid And BS walks And to me, it's funny, kid When you meet heads, talk. I see star. They wanna dig up the dirt, son Is it me, they hawk? Cause I be putting it work. son Gonna be on t-top. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Your cornballs get stonewalled. Black wall I own y'all. The veteran running my plan. I'm the better man. Crazy raw. Doing my job like the mob. Blazing y'all and disappearing in the fog or a mist. And chicks can't resist what I kick. They be begging for attention on some more of the deals, Nick. Word up, baby. Someone may have to get hurt up, baby. Shit is mad shady, but I got to get the gravy. Platinum respect like the force of a tech. Keep you hitting the deck. Feeling heat in your chest. Thank <laughs> you. Banging your thoughts with the hot onslaught. I kick a shot on the spot for going where he should not. Viciously, I make history instantly. Those other lame ass, loser ass niggas, they can't fuck with me. I'm doing my thing now. To lamp later on. Paid me shit with some fly gators on. But now I'm grimy as they get mud on my pants and shirt. I bet your niggas out here know I be putting it work. gonna be on up That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status. For the in business <laughs> I
3: working All
4: right what is it you want to do when you grow
3: up Ah, that's a good one
4: So you know why I played it, obviously. Yes. Why did I play it? Because that was a uh, that was one of my man Eric's uh,
3: top choices right there.
4: Ian's brother. It was one of his favorite songs. Yeah. I played it last year for the the hashtag Eric Challenge, and I was thinking I wanted to get your permission on something.
3: He's yeah, man. He's to that a lot.
4: So we have a couple songs that we sort of make tradition. And we only have two of them out of all the post-fight songs of the week we've ever played. We take traditional songs so serious. What is it, Christmas and Connor? Yeah, we have, uh, there's only one Connor McGregor when Connor fights. Yeah, Um, And then we have Hallelujah by the Pentatonix for Christmas. Technically, you could say every Christmas special we start with Run DMC, but it's not a post-fight song of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically, we only have two songs that we've ever put, like, in that we hung the jersey. yeah. So with your permission, I was thinking we add this to the club and each year we make it a tradition to play it for Eric. I'm so in. And I'll wear my, I'll wear his Mike Tyson uh, hoodie every year. Which, you know what? It's so funny.
3: Um, I didn't noticed the hoodie because you You didn't know i was wearing eric's hoodie till like when the song was playing and i'm bobbing along and i saw the patch Uh,
4: really you didn't know i was wearing this all day
3: it was was, like folded over oh
4: got you so it was
3: folded over so i didn't see like that. that was it yeah Uh, so i didn't see it at all and then uh, i was sitting here and i'm like this is the song and i'm like wait i saw the edge (laughs) of the patch i'm like it's on my brother's hoodie i'm like i know that patch (laughs) and then and then i looked and i saw like that was like half covered up I'm yeah. like oh now i get it yeah so it was a good culminating the song with the recognizing the hoodie and so that's that's a good
4: yeah show. so with your permission uh we'll make work by gangstar the third and we'll play it each year i love it thank you brother i appreciate that more than you'll imagine absolutely bro love you um all right everybody that's it that is it for our show today a lot of mma talk usually we got current events today Mm. we did no current events even though the john jones uh (laughs) the video is sort of a current event you know new old yeah. Uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and retweet. When you guys see this thumbnail pop up on Twitter, you know what to do. Make sure you share it. Make sure you like it. Smash that button. If you want to support the show, you got two ways to do it. Go to the website, slipthejabpodcast.com. Get some merch like Jeremy Seward at Remy Beans yes. was talking about. <laughs> I know. Listen, uh, hey, Jeremy, you got to follow up, man. You say oh, you make our shit sound like Louis Vuitton, bro. You know? <laughs> it's a 35 most expensive T-shirt. Our T-shirts come with other stuff. You don't just get the T-shirt bro you get the t-shirt yeah you get the stickers you get uh the custom packaging you get the certificate of authenticity and then uh and then uh for the the beanies even the beanies come with extras you get the custom packaging you get the keychains and stuff so read the descriptions when you go to our website even if you see the picture it's just this t-shirt you get a lot more stuff that actually comes in that package for that 35 bucks you know what what the hell Let's throw a code out there. 20% off code. What do you want it to be? (gasps) Eric challenge. That's long. Okay. What do you want it to be? Go ahead. Hashtag Eric. I don't think you can do hashtags in a code.
3: E-R-I-C. Just Eric.
4: E-R-I-C? That's easy. Okay. The code get 20% off uh, this week when you use the code Eric. E-R-I-C. Go to slipthejabpodcast.com. Uh, click on the the shop link, and that's going to take you to the merch. If you just want to drop a donation, aka slipster contribution, click on the support the show link, and there you can just drop a donation. But why wouldn't you want to get some shit for your money? I'd want to get some shit for our, for my money. Well, two both? I'm just saying. <laughs> do, do <both. laughs> See, if I was if if we were bad guys, we'd say, yeah, just give us the money, and we don't want to give you the merch because now we have no out of pocket cost. Mm-hmm. We made more money, yes, but we're true. good guys uh if you want to reach out to us you guys know where we be we be on the Bluebird bird bath for your help bitch we're on twitter i'd <laughs> slip the jab pod myself at lena the cake and ian at ian evid once again thank you all for listening we love talking to you guys and until next time enjoy the fights stay safe and we'll see you next week thanks, thanks folks From casuals to fanatics, we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. If you love us as much as we love you, then smash that like button, smash that share button, and send us off to your friends. Most importantly, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and even its little brow brow Instagram. Not into social media? not a problem swing on by slip the com and send us a message the old-fashioned way via email we'd love to hear your feedback answer any questions you might have or simply chop it up with you thanks again to everyone for joining us enjoy the fights and we'll see you next time